Biscuit crumbs. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast. On Sunday the 9th of September 2018, I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. More than one crumb. And Robert Kemp. I forget the context of that. Like, oh yeah, fish in crumb. Fish in crumb. <laughs> one yeah. giant crumb in case of this entire fish. <laughs> what is a crumb exactly? Like, it's a particulate, right? Of, of bread. Yeah, I guess. But I think that's, but or or cake, I assume, or biscuit. Because if you can have a biscuit crumb, you can have a cake crumb. That's true. You can have a bread crumb. You can have a crumb of truth. <laughs> yeah, but that's by analogy with. Cake crumbs yeah. and bread crumbs, I imagine. I don't, I don't think you get crumbs and many other foodstuffs. And like bread chicken, crumb. Chicken crumb? No. There's no chicken crumbs. That doesn't work. It has to be. I suppose they're like shreds, aren't <laughs> they? Just, that just reminds me of, the, of that. There's a Minecraft mod that has chicken nuggets, but then it also has beef nuggets and like pork nuggets. And then you mash them together and you make the Uber nuggets. The tri nugget. <laughs> the tri nugget. <laughs> the tri nugget. <laughs> The turducken nugget. Yes. You could do that. You could totally do a turducken nugget. But like, you could just use like, whatever that mashed up crappy chicken. <laughs> yeah, you put like... pa- paste inside it. Yeah. Paste inside it. But nugget seems like a very chickeny thing. Like a nugget of beef just doesn't sound right. I mean, it's it's entirely <laughs> it's possible, fine. right? Yeah. yeah it's it's not... just like, it doesn't seem as right. It's not like the nugget is a bit of the chicken. No. Who invented chicken nuggets? Have they always been a thing or are they actually like a McDonald's invention? Yeah. <laughs> Because no one else has nuggets, must... do they? Do they? Because chicken McDonald's chicken nugget. nuggets are like they're made from paste, right? Like, I mean, I guess the whole point of them being called nuggets was because of the outside, right? It's yeah. not even what's on the inside. It's because they're, they're... they're like yellow, like gold nuggets. Yeah, like, gold, <laughs> like nuggets of gold. So and I don't think shaped like the uh, sort of cartoon mini nuggets. I guess yeah. they're not really a thing, right? Because like the McDonald's nuggets, they come from molds right so you can actually recognize the different shapes because there's only 10 different shapes <laughs> yeah oh is that true yes how, it's else, true. how else do you think they would get them to be shaped out well, of I, paste? Thought, I thought you just make a ball and you shove it in batter like or a flat ball. no no <laughs> they're carefully designed apparently huh isn't that weird it's not like they're made on the premises it's not like someone the no. guy in the back has the chicken paste dispenser and maybe, dispenses they, them. maybe they're carefully made now because that one time they accidentally made a mcchicken head nugget Right, that but I don't think it... I don't think that was related to nuggets specifically. That was another McDonald's chicken thing. It was slightly less processed. That, I thought it was like a chicken nugget that had gone badly wrong and was basically a chicken head. I guess that could have come straight from the factory like that. Yeah, I guess. Well, that one time they put a chicken cyst in a nugget. Oh, so lovely. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> maybe on. That, that one always makes me feel a little ill thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, horrid. Would you even be able to tell? <laughs> but maybe, maybe you, to... I mean, it would be pus-filled and horrid. Yeah, but it would have been cooked, yeah. so would you actually oh. be able to tell the difference uh, between the rest of the nuggets? I, I don't know what know. cooked pus is like. Oh, man. It would dry it out. This is actually making me feel a little queasy. Yeah, that's horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're saying about the Minecraft mod, right, what do you combine? Yeah. Beef and chicken and Beef, pork. chicken and pork. Yeah. Right. So what dishes... The three animals what, that you can eat in Minecraft. <laughs> you might, yeah, because they're the actual animals, right? Because you can't eat sheep for some reason. Although, actually, I think maybe that mod did get extended to include, like, lamb nuggets. Lamb. Because you can get wool from sheep, right? Yeah, but you you couldn't get lamb until quite a late patch in Minecraft. Please tell me, like one point four or something. Please tell me it's called Nugcraft. No, it's part of a different one. It's not actually its own thing. 
So in real life, IRL, um, what what's the best food that combines like different meats into one thing? Chicken bacon bake. <laughs> Chicken and bacon bake. Yeah, that's the thing. There's, there's so many. There's so many Anything things with bacon, are, bacon, bacon. Yeah, there are so many things that are right. just plus bacon. Right, because like you could have beef burgers with bacon. Where it's beef yeah. and bacon, and then you can have and, chicken with and bacon. And have bacon double cheeseburger. Right. So so pork is the meat that goes with every other meat apparently. I was about to say yeah because like and when you make burgers and you make them out of a beef and pork mix that's pretty excellent yeah that's pretty good so chicken and beef does that even go chicken and beef I, don't, I mean I mean you guess it's part of a surf and turf yeah or where oh, the no, turf no, no. Like, where two elements fish, of the, wouldn't it I know I know but like <laughs> apart from the fish I know but some the oh, surf and turf and turf <laughs> I think I'm getting. I think I'm my my surf and turf is a bit messed up because of hungry horse. You should just slap every kind of meat on a plate, on like <laughs> like meat platter style. I yeah. mean, meat platters definitely work. I'm just thinking and, of a specific dish where you cook them together. Mixed grills, I guess. Like, yeah, but they're kind of separate still, aren't they? Is there anything? Yeah. Like I was about to say it would be like. Uh, that's not even beef. I was going to say it's like ham and egg, but that's like a that's not a beef, and b that's not chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's pork again. Just put pork with everything; it works. That's much. Well, actually, well, yeah, pork and chicken's a thing, right? Because you get you, well, if you do a roast yeah. roast chicken, you'll shove stuffing in it, and that stuffing can sometimes be a sausage. Yeah, and then put bacon on it. I don't think that's necessarily true. I, think I mean, that's just like whatever stuffing you happen to have around. Not not all stuffing <laughs> is sausage based, no. admittedly, but yeah, but pork and chicken's fine. And then you it's have pork like, just um, not that interesting on its own. Is that is that what? But then you think that would be what chicken would be for? Less yeah. interesting meat. I don't know. Chicken can be gorgeous on its own, though. And like, and and pork, pork, I would argue, is gorgeous when it's sausage. <laughs> and you can pork wrap that in bacon as well. Completely obliterated. So you yeah. can combine pork with pork. <laughs> so no, even like like ham is tasty, but I wouldn't say it's like a mind blowing meat, right? Like well, same that, again. That that depends. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, as well. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you mean. I think you're that, slightly overvaluing chicken, and I don't even like pork that much. In the in like ham. And- oh, I I think chicken has range. Like it can be like poopy, or it could be like super good. Like you know, fried chicken's excellent, man. I think chicken is more generic, and it get just you you it gets mixed up in people's minds with the other bird related ones like turkeys and ducks. <laughs> Oh, t- no, turkey might be the most generic of the like chickeny, the poultry meats, I suppose. Because like turkey's kind of turkey's kind of just bad chicken. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> it, it's quite nice. On I don't know. It's different. It's just it's dry, so you have to go for the whole Christmas gravy yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's just like if I was, if someone was to say like um, roast roast turkey versus roast chicken, I think I'd be more happy with the chicken. Hmm. Tastes better to me. That highly depends on how it's cooked, I'd say. I think chicken and turkey, if you cook them exactly the same, you'd probably have a hard time telling the difference. All I'm saying, it's not KFT. Have <laughs> you ever considered an alternative to turkey on a Christmas? Like, um, some people have goose. Or, uh, I'd be okay with goose. Goose well, is mean, good. I had, there was that one year where we had duck and then everyone got ill, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> so, okay. you know, but I don't think that was because of the duck. I think that was because of something else. A lot that we had alongside the duck. Oh, well, well cooked, well cooked duck is amazing. Yeah. Oh man, so I'm start, expensive. Can start getting hungry now. But like every time, As there's you, an opportunity for a Chinese takeaway to include the Peking duck part, even though it's expensive. Oh, you want the so crispy nice. shredded duck, man? That's what crispy I mean. Shredded, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the crispy pancakes, duck and pancakes. Yeah, yeah, what? and the sticks of tiny sticks of 
cucumber and and then and the plum sauce and the and the plum sauce and the like uh what's the other part spring um, onion spring onion yeah. yeah oh delish it's never quite enough of whatever proportions they put there's never enough of one thing like you run out of either Oop. pancakes or you run out of sauce always, or you run out of, there's always a there's, they never run out of cucumber that's the thing no like, you never run out of cucumber, cucumber there's, yeah there's an excess you just end up dipping that in the plum sauce afterwards yeah so welcome Man. to the food cast. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just thought I'd ask because you... of the the combo, the Minecraft comboing of of, of meats. Do you like game? Either of you? Are you like grouse or pheasant or any of that stuff? It's or? just that the problem with that is that, especially the smaller birds, is that the, or or whatever, it's just just a bit more awkward to eat, right? I mean, there's less of it. Yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of eat around, like, usually have to eat around bones and things and stuff with mm. those. So it's just, a, but they are nice, but they're, it's just a little bit like you're picking very strongly flavored stuff out. It's a bit too much work. <laughs> yeah. I also, everything face. I also still don't think yes. any of those are as nice as chicken. This is my problem. Like, it's like they're, they're nice as a sort of like a, oh, it's quite nice to have a slightly different yeah. flavor to my, on my palate every now yeah, and then. For sure. But it ain't chicken. I think this is really just telling us about Rob's upbringing, really. <laughs> How much he but likes chicken over all the other more fancy stuff. <laughs> but everyone eats I, I way more seem... chicken than, than... As a country, we eat way more chicken than anything sure. else, I think. Uh, I, d- I didn't really wise. try, like, game or any of that stuff until fairly late on. Either. No, exactly. It's not like, like I didn't really have the opportunity to. But it's not like, like... It's like you like chicken more because you've had it for longer and it's been ingrained in you. Oh, but I don't think that's true of, like, other foods because, like, mum used to always make a lot of gammon stuff and i kind of can't yeah i hate gavin that as well yeah i'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not what... it's, it's not that i dislike it it's like i have a I have a, like about half a meal of gammon and i'm sort of done with gammon again for yeah. another couple of years you have to like it's... get the right sauce going on like p- like people do parsley sauce with gammon which is a bit weird uh, don't they? I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of parsley and sauce like, in general there's the, the there's the classic put a ton of pineapple rings on it thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is quite that's which is good. But weird. For one, for like, yeah. That's once in a while. You can't do yeah. that every time. No, it's like pineapple on a pizza. Maybe yeah. one one time every oh, now and then, but yeah. you can't do that literally every no, time. You can't, no. can't do it that often. Exactly. It's like the, the general fruit and meat combo isn't something I subscribe to all the time. Well, that's anyway. why. That's why like, I, there are a few cases where it's nice. Like as we said, the duck and plum sauce. Yeah, real good. Like some, you know, people go on about the pork and apple thing, and I'm like, eh, not not for me. I mean, I think yeah. that's the main problem that I've been having more with the gammon that I've had recently is when it's just anything where it's like sweet sauces or you know where it's glazed and it's just too sweet to go. And I just yeah. I don't think that combo works for me. The salty gammon meat and then the sweet whatever you put on it. <laughs> I mean, that's supposed to work. It's because, supposed because to, of yes, the contrast. So right? it doesn't for me. Fair dues. And, and then by itself, if it's just the saltiness, it's like, this is just salt. <laughs> All I can taste is just a big pile of salt. That's not that nice either. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I had Quite a like chi- my salt. I had, chicks, I had chicken katsu curry today for lunch. Oh, um, mate. But, like, I'm pretty sure the Japanese would have pork most of the time pork with katsu. katsu. Yeah, I think that's the actual dish. I think chicken katsu yeah, might maybe. be invented. I'm not even sure. But I don't care. <laughs> this is like, like, well, like every element of a sweet and sour chicken ball is like invented pretty much for like UK markets, isn't it? It's oh, like, is that right? Because sweet and sour sauce isn't really the way we have it. Isn't really like Asian sweet and no. sour. I don't think even the, even the stuff you One get from like a Chinese. It's, 
It's like uh, the uh, the fortune cookies are entirely American. We don't really yeah. have them here, do we? But they are not Chinese in any way. They might be Japanese, I heard, like in- inspired. That, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the origin of a fortune cookie. I only know that because there's a recently listed podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. 99% Yeah, they're weird. Well, they are weird in general because they're not that nice. No, they're not nice. <laughs> well, they're not meant to be nice. They're meant to be like a... It's almost like an after-dinner mint, almost. Yeah. So, like, it's a thing that you just have at some point in a meal just does a throwaway little food nugget. <laughs> <laughs> food nugget. It's a, it's a nugget. It's a cracker nugget. Yeah, nugget exactly. Cracker. They're not even really cookies. That's the other bit that annoys me. They are more of a cracker. Hmm. That's a cracker. That's a cracker. That's not a cracker. <laughs> Nugget cracker. Yeah. What else can be like? like we haven't found any, we, we haven't actually answered the original question that much. What else can be a crumb? Yeah, the crumb situation. Like, what are we saying? Bread crumbs? Now, bread crumb is almost a word in itself. Like, like, right? Are there any other yeah. combo with crumb words? I don't think cake crumb Biscuit. is a word. Well, I suppose, I suppose <laughs> not, not a compound word. No. Yeah, compound word style. But yeah, okay. Get... Biscuit crumbs, cake crumbs. It's not how you get crumbs of crisp, are they? Like, why do you call the little bits of a like that are at the bottom of a crisp packet? Good like, question. They? Yeah, they might know. be crumbs. I don't know if you call them know. a crumb. No, I don't think you call them anything though. That's the trouble. It's... You probably could call them a crumb because they don't really have any, like crisp fragments. <laughs> yeah, crisp, crisp dust. leavings. <laughs> yeah. crisp. D- dust isn't bad. Crisp dust. Well, it has to no, be d- really dust fine is, to be dust. Dust implies yeah. that it's the coating, like of a Dorito or whatever, or yeah. the dust. Or it implies that it's they look a little bit like I don't know, little bits of skin. So it's just crisp flakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah flakes, well. isn't, flakes isn't too bad. Crispy flakes, and we can have those in the course, morning with milk. Oh, everyone, just imagine, just imagine getting a bag of Doritos or maybe several bags for this to actually work. Taking the dust and crumbs that are left, pouring all that into a bowl, and then putting milk in it. Oh, oh! <laughs> a bit of me is thinking that might not be too terrible. Depends what flavor of Doritos, probably. Yeah, would <laughs> be like you've, you've made like a savory milkshake. <laughs> well, it's like if you done if you done the thing where you used like tortillas as a sort of like uh, a coating for like food, like you can use use like crushed tortillas to be like a, a, like a tortilla crumb crazy. yeah tortilla crumb <laughs> kind of <laughs> what's like tortillas like tortilla chips or tortilla is is and don't forget everyone's favourite crumb salacious crumb from <laughs> 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 Return of the Jedi that's obviously <laughs> what a classic character I don't know why he ca- he counts as a crumb, but I guess he does. Wasn't crumb also the name of one of the monsters from Our Real Monsters? Uh, yeah, that sounds the guy that held his eyeballs. Could be that may have, may have been something close, but not actually that. I mean, what a little bit like <laughs> crumb from Fire Emblem, <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you get crumb bum. <laughs> Why that? Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, 
don't really know what the crumb part of a crumb bum really refers to. Is it like a bu- so is literally, literally a- someone who's sat in crumbs. Yeah. Is that what it's like he's so poor he sat in some crumbs for some reason. <laughs> or are you describing someone as an arse shaving? <laughs> Just- That'd be a bum crumb. <laughs> that was bum crumb bum. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> You're such a bum crumb. <laughs> a crumb bum has to be someone that's accidentally sat in bread. <laughs> Just a big pile of bread. So I'm trying now. I'm trying to look up the definition. Oh, here comes the Google part. Yeah, <laughs> the Google part. The definition of crumb. It's exactly what we say. It only lists three things. So it says a small fragment of bread, cake, or biscuit. That's it. Doesn't say any other things. It's just bread, mm. cake, and biscuits. That's it. What about pastry? I don't know. That would be a flake. Pastry crumb. Yeah, well, it's a flake. I guess it would pastry. be a flake. I'm pretty well, what sure it's like a, a short crust pastry. It's like like short crust is more like a biscuit. biscuit. Yeah, sure that would be <laughs> I'm a not sure that counts crumb. as a pastry. Even that might just be a weird extra double rename of a biscuit. Maybe because I think that like you call it short crust pastry if it's used in like a tart or whatever. If it's used as part of a thing that's not actually just a biscuit by itself. Mm. <laughs> You've used short crust biscuit to make a pastry for another thing. I think I might contest that one. I think I might go with pastry crumb being a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a grey area. Yeah. <laughs> As always with language. Could go for some pie. <laughs> How's your kitchen pitching? Uh, actually, not a lot to say, really. I've, I've been typically not cooking very much while Nova does it all. Because <laughs> she's better and I'm terrible. Yep. Well, I say I'm terrible. I'm not terrible. It just takes me like four hours to make. <laughs> You're just slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm very slow. I fast. And I make sure everything is like ready and... Good yeah. to go, and then clean up after myself as I go. It's, it's, like, like, it's, not, it's what you're meant to do, but you're just not good at it to do it, do that, and do it fast. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. I guess you just have to start slow and then just do it more until you speed up naturally. Mm. Plus, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't help. Have you got the Alexa thing in your kitchen? No, no, you don't. But, uh, so all I really want from there. that thing is being able to like ask without touching things for timers and ha- and and have multiple timers and name them, which apparently you can with Alexa. You can now. Uh, That's I don't good. Did did name timers get reach the UK? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I need to check that because there's like there was that other thing we were talking about the other time when I was writing that Alexa skill, and it's like I couldn't like named lists still doesn't exist in the UK, even though they exist in the US for ages. Yeah. It's like so there are some things that just don't reach us. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There are some things about smart home assistants that are just stupid in general. Yeah. Like there are certain words they really don't like hearing you say. Like um we've set up a routine like cuz Gnome like Gnome likes to say the phrase like I'm going to Bedfordshire. <laughs> yeah. When she's when she's going to sleep. So we've made a made a um a, a stringify flow called Go to Bedfordshire that like dims the the bedroom light and then makes it fade out slowly over five minutes mm-hmm. into nothingness. So it's quite nice as a sort of calm down thing. And uh, but it it doesn't like hearing the word Bedfordshire. 
like it sometimes says bed to cheer mm. or <laughs> bed of cheer is a fun one. <laughs> bed of cheer. It's like, welcome to my bed of cheer. <laughs> nice. So I made another one that's just called go to bed. She could say either phrase. <laughs> it's more likely to work if she just says go to bed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think it said show of bed once as well. Like it got that wrong. So how how does go sound like show? There's a lot of sh in show. Yeah. It's like I have to put on like a, a posh accent to make it work. Sometimes. It's just racist. <laughs> well, you get that, that awkward time where someone's actually, like, because the hue lights have to be turned on at all times in order to actually work properly. You get that time where someone's actually turned it off at the light switch and you're like, asking it to turn on. It's like, why isn't this working? And then you stub your toe on something because you're, <laughs> you're in the dark. Right. <laughs> you have to, like, tape over the light switches so you can't use them. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So don't don't touch it. Don't ever touch it. Just leave it as it is. It'll be fine. I got some, um, uh, one of those light strips to go behind the telly. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of fun when I sync it to the PC and it's going crazy, go, go nuts for whatever's on screen. <laughs> what What's on the PC screen? Oh, I see. When you're watching, yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. using your PC through the TV. Yes, you can, because, like, I guess it's a bit tricky to intercept a signal to then figure out what colors on screen and all that jazz. It's like, at least with the PC, it's like, oh, I can just look at the screen and I'll figure out what to do. And there's an official Hue app to do that. Right, yeah. And it will, and it will just, uh, yeah, so you can play games whilst the back of your TV cha changes color, which mm. is kind of nice in some cases. Yeah, fancy. But, you know, n not always perfect. You know, there are some things where no. it detects something a bit off and you'll get like a flicker that's a little distracting. But sometimes it's really cool. Like, you'll look up at a bright sky and it'll just be all like, oh, I'm going to put some whitish blue bloom behind the screen. And it's like, ah, oh, that's nice. Or something will suddenly flash in an explosion and everything will turn orange for a second. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's good. But, yeah, not, not a perfect science. There are other apps I've found that seem to sometimes do a better job at averaging out the color across the entire screen and uh, so you get a slightly smoother effect but they don't work in all cases mm. um like they can't I, the one i've been messing with most is called screen bloom but it doesn't like full screen video feeds it's like it works better on windows like stuff so if something takes over and goes full screen then it's like yeah this isn't working anymore and it's like so close Whereas the, the Hue app can deal with that. Mm. So close. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Light strips. It's like early days with this stuff, but yeah. And I'm and I've had my, my and I've been stupidly on another one. I'm gonna buy a TV. I'm gonna buy a TV. It's like that's currently like forefront in my mind again at the moment. Yeah, well I mean your like TV is long standing service, so yeah, but it's got to the point where it's like, I know I should wait to Black Friday at this point. It's like, yeah, I want it now. <laughs> is Black Friday really that good a deal? Like, See, I don't know. Like, I think it's like, it can be, but I always seem to remember, like, like the sales and deals and stuff only center over effect, like, sort of either crappy to mid-range TVs. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is the point. And I don't want a crappy to mid-range yeah. TV. I, I want a good one. I don't think... And I it's... think if you wait till then, you'll get be disappointed by when, when there's no discount on When it actually happens, yeah. 
because I've dialed in the exact one I'm going for now. Yeah. It's like that changes every now and then as technology moves on. But yeah, the one I'm going, it's a like a Samsung Q9s, um, mm-hmm. such as a, it's QLED. It's not OLED, but like there's um, which is their fancy name for hey, we made LED and LCD pretty good now, right? Um, uh, I, I don't know if it falls under the quantum dot crappy moniker. I suppose it does, but quantum. Um, but they don't call it that. They call it QLED, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 it really is very very good now, and it's super low latency for games. Um, if you turn nice. game mode on and um, like near OLED quality, it's not quite as good blacks, but pretty pretty damn impressive stuff. Um, uh, and you know, you don't have to worry about the whole potential quote unquote like burnout burn in problem that OLEDs may have with obsessive gaming sessions. Mm-hmm. So you know, it seems like it seems like the better choice the long long term, and it's uh and it's Samsung, so it might eventually play into my smart home plans <laughs> because of smart things. So yes, TV buying advice—that's my top tip at the moment. Now I just need to make GNOME comfortable with the fact that it's probably going to be fifteen inches wider. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh, the no bezel in comparison. No, so like, uh, uh, yeah, a good few inches of that won't matter. <laughs> it would definitely sit lower on the on the on the cabinet as well. Mm. And the, but we have we have probably, we're probably going to get like a slightly less tall coffee table and well, not not the coffee table, but TV stand, and I'll have to be a little bit more intelligent with how I organise my cables. <laughs> yeah. Maybe have slightly less stuff back there. Yeah, slightly spring clean your pile of consoles and amps and stuff. Might have to retire the PlayStation Three. Also, TV stands, right? If you if you ever look around for TV stands, all of them have doors in them now. Right, it's very hard to find one that doesn't have. Do- I don't want doors. Like, I don't want to close in my kit because it like take them off. Because it might <laughs> overheat. Oh well, yeah, well, you could just not fit them. But like, yeah. I'm paying for a door. I'm not using. Yeah, I I did look for TV stands relatively recently. Got one from IKEA in the end, but like, you know, furniture—it's like wild variation in price, and mm. quite hard to find just just what exactly what you you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some limitations based on the the kit I have. Like, and I see what the majority of furniture is made for people that have the let's say the least demanding audio visual requirements. Right. Like, you know, maybe they'll have a skybox and a DVD player and that's it. And it's like, yeah. so it works for them. Anyone with a console, suddenly things get a bit, you know, or however, how many under my TV? Four, five, if you count the Switch. So there's five consoles under my TV. It's like, I'm a little bit demanding for space and I don't really want to enclose any of those in doors where they no. might have a cooling problem. <laughs> yeah. And there's no need for glass doors What or doors in general. What do they help? They don't help. No, they don't really. It's, I mean, I suppose they make things look a little sleeker. You don't have to seal the kit, but then, like, you can't put kit that needs a remote control in there. Yeah. I'm demanding, I know, but I just don't want doors. Yeah. Ikea might be, as as it turns out, might be the best option, but it's like, but then everything will have to look like Billy bookcases. Well, that's the trouble, isn't it? (laughs) Everything ends up looking the same. Yeah. Never mind. I hate furniture. 
furniture in general is just it just annoys me like there's something about like i just never really as you said the pricing part of it i've never fully understood why furniture is so expensive i know proper wood has i know proper wood has got well pricey yeah well i get why like the last couple years but that's fine if it's like a sort of super nice wooded wardrobe that's gonna last like i don't know 150 years or something potentially (laughs) yeah which it could right um, but otherwise, it's like, I don't know. Ikea's got the right idea, I think. Hmm. Wood enough. Yeah, wood enough. <laughs> it's wood enough, mate. Wood enough. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I just realised I missed a pretty good news segue. Like, probably four hours ago. Let's segue into the news. Hey. You know Alexa, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, apparently it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's responding to you. Has it shut up yet? Or is it going to say, I don't know that one? No, it gave up. Good. Um, uh, yes, it's it's now officially a thing, other than the rumours that we had heard before, that a uh, Lady A support will be coming to Xbox. It's currently in the testers' room. Lady A. Yeah, that seems to. That's like one of the common ways to not say it and confuse everyone. <laughs> confuse everyone's devices. Lady A. Okay. Lady A. Or Amazon. I suppose you could just. Re- oh, but yeah, you can. You can make people's. You can. Amazon can be your like echoes. Listen word. Oh, so you can say, "Hey Amazon." So you can say, "Hey Amazon," or just Amazon. Yeah. Game. Oh, Along with computer, I would have computer even if it kept going off at random just for the Star Trekness. I suppose not. Yeah, and not many people say the word computer in context anymore. Like no, or out of context even. It's like it's a PC, it's a laptop, it's a phone. Yeah, my computer. But then it's more. Can you say just the word like in Star Trek? Computer. Yes. What is the thing? Yes, you, okay. yes, you can. I think. I think. In fact, that's the preferred I would, word. I would definitely do that. <laughs> Because I think it tries not to detect it if you say it mid-sentence in the same way that the old um, Xbox Connect stuff tried not to detect it unless you said it on its own or at the start of a sentence. Uh, because it, it makes it seem like your house has a central computer, which it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like a, like a starship. Of, it's got lots like of that. little things. It's partly probably the problem with a lot of smart home kit. It's all little things rather than... A brain, which is what hubs are supposed to be, but even they are flaky. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Lady A support will be coming to the Xbox, so I could, could you can control it for your your Amazon devices. So can you turn it on seemed, and off with the? Also? Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, apparently, they're going deep in that you know a lot. Most of the connect commands will be supported. So it's not just they're, they're you know it's not just that they're having simple smart commands thrown in. They're actually going to make it so it's a di- so it's a relatively decent connect or right. headset mic replacement. Does that mean you can unplug your connect and still talk to your Xbox through the? Like- that will be the hope. I will okay. be quite okay with that because like my, well my connect's been busted for a long time, and that it sometimes works, but most of the time is off for some reason. Um, but when it works, I love it. Uh, and I still love it. I still love the. I still love the camera sign in. I think it's still one of the best things they they did with that thing. I love that. Um, but it's interesting because yeah, I basically have that reliable. on my on my phone now. That's kind mm. of what Face ID is on the iPhone. Is yeah, but I don't just... really like it on a 
phone because I don't like having to hold it there and it takes takes that little bit too long to function on yeah. the devices I've used. Maybe the iPhone X is different. I don't know. It's pretty I, insanely but, fast, but you do have to point it towards your face, which is a bit annoying. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're sat in front of a TV, you're sat in front of your TV, right? You'll be in yeah. view. So the fact that that works most of the time um, when the camera's working <laughs> is still fantastic. And I love that. That is, that is very smart. And I kind of, it's a, yeah, it's a, as I say, it's a shame the connector's dead for numerous other reasons. But that one thing is genius, um, especially in the TV context. Um, but anyway, yeah. Even so, even without all that stuff, like voice having voice control back will be nice. Um, so yeah, something to look forward to. But it's only in the testers' ring right now. That doesn't mean it's in the insiders. I didn't realize the testers' ring was different from the insiders' ring. It's like the testers' ring is like their exclusive, like invite-only ring. I think like almost like developer style. Um, but and then it goes to the insiders' ring, which I think is a, like a sort of opt-in thing. And then maybe you get to preview, which is like the guys that want early builds on their home ones, like where anyone can enter. So it's probably still ages away. But the rumors were true. It's him. Interesting. Well, now we're in news. It's a section about the news, but specifically the news about video games, because this is a podcast about video games. (laughs) What? I'm too pro news, so this is actually going to get a lot. Yeah, there's not a great deal of news. Yeah. Uh, what have we got? Is that Cyberpunk <laughs> gameplay demo that oh, I yeah. you've watched more of than the rest of us have? Yeah, I've watched it. In fact, I've kind of watched it twice, I suppose, because I watched it through, and then I watched the like Digital Foundry chat. Oh, the technical teardown. It, or, yeah. so it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, uh, interesting. I mean, I'm not, I haven't played The Witcher much. You did, Zeg, didn't you? <laughs> I played that for like two hours. Oh, really? And, and the, like, the second one. Yeah, Witcher 2, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's going to play Witcher 3. Okay. Well, yeah, so from my perspective, it's like, well, this looks sort of deus sexy, but, like, with, like, bigger scope, right? <laughs> so less, like, like contained Metroid-y areas, and it looks like much more expansive city, right? That you can literally drive around from what mm. it looks like, but it's quite hard to tell. Like, it kind of looks like... For example, the lighting they were talking about in Digital Foundry, and they've done, this is apparently true in Spider-Man as well. It's not going to have like, it's probably not going to have like a true day-night cycle like a GTA, but it will be like right, yeah. the night, the lighting, the cycle or the time of day changes based on the story. Yeah, the Spider-Man system I think is pretty, is pretty clever actually. Yeah. To, so they can they can still have control over when things happen, but it doesn't necessarily feel forced. Yeah, I and then just cool. by, just by stopping the clock whenever you're not in a mission, it's also quite useful, I suppose. If you like, as people were saying, it's like if you want to go around and experience things at a specific yeah, time, you don't have to like, like... You, you don't have to try and fudge it, uh, like or yeah. or time it or anything. Like that. It will just be like that, and it's like okay, now do the, go do the thing you want to do because yeah. you'll be fine. So that's cool. So I think Cyberpunk will go that way. So it's like, it was interesting because they, they deliberately did the city stuff, walking around the city and everything at in sort of daytime slash uh, sunset. The sunset mm-hmm. looked really good, but they were like, oh, okay, because Deus Ex has always done a thing where it's just always at night, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah. like all those movies are just always at night. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they sort of fudged it because you were like jet setting in your insanely fast supersonic helicopter thing. <laughs> um, but um, it was the reason was because that engine would have looked like shit in the day. It looked bad enough at night, but look, it would have looked like absolute shit in the day. But also cyberpunk, right? It's always raining and it's always nighttime, right? <laughs> in Blade Runner or in all of sure. those films and games. So it was kind of interesting that they went out the way to say, okay, we can do cyberpunk in the daytime. <laughs> Um, and I thought they pulled off that aesthetic relatively well from the looks yes, of it. You could, you could say that they've learned a bit from, was it the last Blade Runner film was mm. sort of daylight in places or yeah, at least, that, at least foggy day, but yeah. Yeah. Well, this didn't look like quite as much ecological collapse as in that film. No. In this universe, it looked a bit more fine. And then it had the usual cyberpunk tropes of like, um the so it was like an amped up deus ex like um like you know in deus ex you walk up to a stupid med bot you click on it you select your you know you choose your augmentation upgrade and go mm. beep and then it's installed when this had a like a massive sequence where you're sitting in a chair and you're choosing your upgrades from a cool like holographic menu and then you can see it being applied to your hand by some crazy machine and shit like that yeah which i mean stuff's cool, cool but the, but the gamer in me immediately went is this going to be really irritating really quick Right. Like the, to get like, this will be this will be fantastic for a first time like environment setting thing. But if I have to do this every time I want to swap something out, is it going to be annoying? Yeah. Is the role playing part of this going to get frustrating? Yeah. So the game, like the shooting, looked pretty good, but it's always imp- impossible to tell how it's going to feel. Yeah, you got you got got to get it in your hands. Although it looked fairly kinetic, which is good because uh, um, you know some of these things can be a bit sort of. You know, like Fallout shooting or whatever can be a bit sort of, you know, sl- slow moving or whatever, and you're always pausing mm. with the vats and everything. I mean, not that that's not cool, but it's totally different to this was yeah, definitely Fallout, going. Fallout has Fallout. a weirdly static look to it, right? You're not exactly yeah. like swinging your cursor around all that much, or mm. uh, which is, yeah, I'm not quite sure why it just sort of has that look. But then, equally, it's not as swimmy as something like an early kill zone or. Yeah. So I thought that looked pretty cool. I like the sort of. Um, you know, me and dropships. I quite liked the sort of medical team dropship mm-hmm, sure. things. I thought they looked quite cool. Although the problem with that is, like in general, in like science fiction futuristic stuff, is there's no actual like like predictable like hover technology. You know that you could imagine actually happening. Really, do you know mm. what I mean? Like helicopters are helicopters. And that, I mean, I thought about this quite, you know, recently, but like, you know, helicopters, they work by pushing the air down, right? And so mm-hmm. that's the only way you can get things to hover. And so the whatever future jump ship or whatever is going to have to do the same thing. And like, that doesn't really work very well for like spinners or whatever, like cars or that's why but there's basically, that's why there's no flying cars, right? Because there's no actual way to do it. I mean, the best jump drop ships and stuff like the Halo pelican are freaking massive and they have giant jets which would work yeah, yeah. that would actually work but it wouldn't and, be they, and they make a lot of noise and they make a yes. lot of, you know they spew everywhere and there's a lot of yeah kickback which looks cool yeah i mean that is actually cool and sort of semi-realistic but uh like for, for <laughs> what they need for this it, it's hard to invent something so they have the usual sort of you know sort of pulse blue jet circle. things yeah blue yeah. circles yeah and it's like oh okay fine but still it was kind of cool and they had and those guys the the um, medical guys had the the classic helmet that it ca- entirely covers your face so you can't see um mm. thing 
What games have done that? I, th- I guess that must be in Deus Ex as well. Yeah, there's definitely helmets where that cover their eyes completely, right? It must be. I don't know. And it, a lot of sci-fi stuff normally has an option where it's that, right? Like, yeah, you could argue that you know characters like Genji from Overwatch have a helmet a bit like that, or I'm sure most of the Warframes kind of look like they're probably that. Yeah, maybe in Warframes case because they're like yeah, uh, Warframe, actual spacesuits. Yeah, War, Warframes are weird, aren't they? But it's, <laughs> uh, I suppose Halo makes sense because it is actually a visor. Um, wasn't there that? Oh no, 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 that's a Halo thing again. I was about to say, isn't there one in Halo that's just like a dome that goes over it and it's just one bit, but that, no, actually that's right. just one big visor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 giant visor. No. So yeah, it's like... Really, Dan, you're it's just thinking about the classic example from Deus Ex, like those first guys you meet, the dudes in grey. The NSF shitty, guys. Whatever yeah. the fuck that face mask is for. Yeah, like a gimp suit, basically, <laughs> with, like a, with like a rectangle, like yeah. Jordi LaForge visor or something. They're kind of weird, and that I don't, that doesn't make any sense. But that, because those guys are not like supposed to be that high tech, I don't think. No, they're like the spe- most generic. Yeah, shitty terrorist group. Yeah, <laughs> like the shitty terrorist group, uh, but like homegrown terrorist group, right? Then it's not like a well, you know, they're like secretly supported by the higher level people or whatever. Yeah, but they're just like. They're kind yeah, why of. Would they ha- why would they have that tech? Is what you mean? It's like if they have something that's like just a like a like a sh- solid block of metal in front of them, and they need cameras inside. It's like why would they have that? Yeah, kind of. Like they kind of look a bit more futuristic than the Unaco soldiers when in th- when they're just like a a, a rebel group, which is a bit mm. weird. But anyway, not that they don't look sort of cool, but it's just weird. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be about the. Uh, I'm just worried that it will be just a little bit. You know, when the they 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 put a lot of effort into something and stuff, and the world is well realized, but there's just something mm. slightly off about like the um the world itself. Do you know what I mean? Or I don't know. But it depends how good the writing so, so, is for the story. Because yeah, the, the so mission good. that they showed looked really fun. So if they're all like that, then it's going to be a great game for sure. Yeah, I know you mean that. There's, there's some detail about how the universe actually functions. You mean that? that yeah. That once, yeah, that once exactly. you realise it, you're just like, oh, yeah, that would that's that would never be a thing. It can't possibly even in this even within the realms of science, fantasy, or fiction or whatever spin kind you put of, yeah. on it. It's just like there's a little detail in it where it's just like, yeah, no, that breaks everything. But it does <laughs> look like it's going to be expansive enough to have multiple themes. That was my problem with like later Deus Ex games, like the Human Revolution and mm. stuff, was they just doubled down on just talking theme. about the augmentation theme. And it's like mm. the original Deus Ex had like a million different conspiracy theory themes going on and a ton of different stuff going on. And yeah, was... they, they focus more on the pol- the political struggle, the haves and haves nots, right? Where was exactly this will be, be more? I imagine there's plenty of scope for the nuance because you could you could tackle every science fiction thing in this right like yeah like existence uh and and you know how how your place within it how much of it is really you anymore and how much is the machine how much control do you have and like there's all that kind of psychological stuff you can really dig into with this stuff that's not the little little bit deeper than just like i got a gun in my arm check me out i can see further than you doesn't it suck to be you right now (laughs) I think I read something quoted just today from one of the developers. I can't remember. I think it was this game saying like 
you don't you can't save the world in this game you can just save yourself <laughs> which is mm. kind of a, a weird line but it does mean that that i do like the idea that it's a, a story although it has meaning that's in a world and isn't about the world which is that was my problem with blade runner um the the recent one was the first it's Blade like it's Runner? It's got too big. Yeah. yeah, it got. It had to be about the entire world, whereas the original one wasn't. It was just about Decker. The, yeah, Deckard and the and the these particular Nexus Six and their mm. struggle, and it was just took place in the world, but it wasn't necessarily about. I mean, the most it got about the world was the fact that they killed the main Elon Musk guy, right? <laughs> Who built them? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. That was the the biggest consequence in terms of the actual whole world, whereas the the newer Blade Runner was all about the you know the androids as what, a race like, yeah, and whatever and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the evolution of the species. The and it's like, oh, okay, this yeah. it's got a bit big. It still works as a film, but it's a bit big. Oh, yeah, it definitely not, worked. It's, yeah, yeah, but it's not necessarily what made the original great. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like uh, I, I I've said this example plenty of times before, but it's like it's the Gears of War effect for me. Well, right. I think I like I like Gears better, where it's not about the big picture. Where it's like, yes, your squad the, in the first Gears yeah. game, yes, your squad is doing an important mission, but it's not the be all and end all of the entire race at that point. It's just a, yeah. it's just it's just a pretty, pretty close thing. Uh, it's it's pretty, it's. I mean, it, they make it. It's they make it seem like it's very important, but it's like you don't know like Well I guess it was You don't know the scope it, of the greater world at that it, point. The, technically throughout the majority of the game it seemed like it was going to be about the whole world and then at the end it's like, Oh well that no. didn't actually work as well as we hoped. <laughs> yeah, that's that too. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I like that feeling of I mean it's what makes a lot of the better superhero films work in my in, in my opinion. It's like it's not about the destruction of the earth, it's about a yeah, it's about a, it's about a personal struggle that that superhero yeah. is going through, and it's you know much smaller stakes, and it's like those ones work way better generally. Yeah, yeah agreed. So we'll see. I think I think that will be true. If it looks like that's going to, no matter how big and epic and sweeping this cyberpunk game is in terms of the scope of the gameplay, it looks like the story is not going to be yeah. like that, which is cool. That's, I like that. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah, it'll be interesting neat. to see how they pull that off. In- yeah. Because you don't the the because the, the trouble I suppose with that is you don't necessarily want it fit when you want it to feel like it's pointless either. Oh yeah, you don't want to have to go through it, get to the end, and be all like, "I had zero impact on this," and it's like, or maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know, but no, I wouldn't have thought it'd be that. Just just not like you know the entire world. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Looking positive. Yeah. I. How do you feel about? It was immediately apparent to me, and I know this is kind of a Witcher thing anyway, um, but they seem to have been leaning very heavily into the this is an adult game. Oh, like, yeah. What, like, and I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, immediate boob shot. And I mean, and like, that's kind of fine in context. Like, the, the nudity, that's that's all right. I can, for the setting yeah. they were going for in that scene, it's like, yeah, it probably yeah. would be like that. I'm okay with that. That was okay. But, yeah. But, you know, they drop a C bomb in the trailer, and they, they there's, there's, like, it's it almost. I think it's stepping the line a little bit into what I would, what feels gratuitous to me. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like sometimes the worst is when they use it and it seems embarrassing, right? It can, yeah. It, it can definitely happen. Right. I mean, and, it, I got, and I did get a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. From what I've seen, like even just a couple of bits of dialogue, I'm just like, that seems unnatural and unnecessary. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah. Cause 
some games do it well, but it's not that. Oh, and for films sure. as well, obviously. But it's quite. It it, you, it takes a, some care, right, to do right. And I, I don't know Highly. about the tone. I definitely agree. I I'm not sure about the tone just yet. Um, in that, I didn't mind the yeah the nudity thing. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it, the, I get what you mean about the dialogue. Because mm. you want it yeah, to be like. Just- it, gritty and believable or whatever but you don't want like like f-bombs fight every second for the no because it, it, yeah. it just gets grating yeah it does it definitely does like even in even in films that are fairly swear heavy they tend to limit it to like a couple of characters that's just how they are mm. and then and then the rest of it kind of balances out and it's like it doesn't have i mean even guy Ritchie films that are just full of it right it's just like there's a certain yeah. there's a certain rhythm to it that keeps it keeps it fine and actually yeah. like the the punctuating effect of swearing is maintained mm. whereas i don't know yeah it's a super early days that's a very like snap judgment on like a couple of. Like, i know what you mean though it but, is kind yeah. of a, a warning sign i think potentially. because yeah. that's the worst is like when you have that the universe you can't take seriously that's that's the, that's always the danger is that you, you especially you, you know, going hard on role playing yeah. yeah you undermine it by making it you know something that out of place or stupid yeah i might yeah there might be some uh, uh, corollary to touch on later cool with with that idea with that thought okay what else we got (laughs) good question should Uh, we talk ccp briefly yeah i mean i don't really understand it a hundred percent but do you have any insight on what's going on or no Okay, so I guess it hasn't affected the game then at all yet. Is, <laughs> well, you would hope it wouldn't. No. So CCP, creators of EVE Online, have been acquired after well over a decade of being independent and sort of being very proud of their independence. They, yeah, they're now owned by, oh, what were they called? Pearl Abyss, is that it? Right, yeah, like that. Pearl Abyss. Um, um, who are the makers of Black Dessert Online. <laughs> Black <laughs> <Not> Dessert. <laughs> The um, Black Forest Ghetto of MMOs. It's a uh, yeah. So which, which are they're Korean, I believe. Like most <laughs> like MMOs, most, yeah. 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 And uh, I guess there's some business logic to it, right? In that, I, I, <laughs> a bit of me, a bit of me thinks that Eve is like mostly American and European, right? And it's, it's Icelandic. <laughs> I, I know, but like in terms of the player base. It's mostly European, not really American at all. Okay, so they never managed to make much of an impact in the American servers. Ah, interesting. And China, of course, they have their entirely separate server for that. Right. All right. So Tranquility, the main server farm, like it, that's not where the Americans no, play. No, London. I know, but the Americans don't play on Tranquility, do they? Well, they do, but it's not because of the way the whole time zone situation with battles in Eve works or worked for a long time. They tried to fix it, but. Time zones were such a big thing, and there was already such yeah. a European population. It was hard to make an impact as an American set. You were better. You were actually almost better off in terms of time zones being Australian because then you were so far apart that it actually was a tactical advantage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the whole like you could get the drop on people because they weren't awake. Yeah, <laughs> which is mad, um, but kind of cool in its own crazy way. Uh. Yeah, so the, 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 maybe this is a, an inroad into the Korean market for them. Um, you know, if China has to have their own thing because of censorship and all that jazz, yeah, right? So sure, it's like, yeah. uh, I guess, 
uh, maybe Carrera haven't actually been exposed to Eve very much. So maybe that's an inroad. But likewise, it could work the other way around. Like maybe uh, Black Desert wants to expand more European. I don't know. Or, or maybe they won't just want to like they they saw hey CCP you've been doing massive servers for a long time you're really good at this stuff we need some of that mm. for whatever project we're working on next so I don't know maybe this is a they'll direct some skills out of Eve into something else or maybe they were more interested in the the other part the vampire slash werewolf whatever the other thing that CCP did was oh, <laughs> that, that no one really cared about did that ever come out it did. Did it? I think so. Oh, I only ever remember like super early development stuff about that. Mm. I mean, even then, maybe maybe that is just like something that they want to resurrect. Yeah, it's like we like that part. We don't really care that much about spaceships, but we like the idea of this other bit. <laughs> it's not like CCP haven't had ambition, right? They're probably one of the most ambitious MMO uh, developers out there. Like, what with their links to. The dust, the failed dust experiment. Yeah, but that and, doesn't like imply that they'll necessarily have a, that much of a flat. It's just like they have, they have ideas, and then they can't execute them because they're not really big enough to pull it off. But then also, they don't have enough the, ideas that are based directly off Eve. It's like that's a very small market. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Dust failed. Really, not just because it was not a great game, but also yeah, you didn't have not, a, like a starting player base. Yeah. Oh, I, I get. Yeah, Dust Dust failed because it just wasn't that good. Like primarily, you know, we have to when you're always having a look at these projects, you have to primarily look at that. Right? Yeah, but it would like have the game doesn't ha- doesn't hang on its own. Would have helped if they, if like they'd had a population come from Eve to it. But then that was that like, actually like it. But then that was never going to transfer like that, right? Like the Eve players were always going to be well, yeah, Eve that players. Was the whole problem. Yeah. <laughs> that was why it failed. The Eve players needed to pull their friends in to play Dust to, to get jobs done there, but it's like just yeah. But that doesn't make sense. You can't have you can't tell your friends to play something completely different from what you're playing. That's not really the idea of what friends are meant to do. You want to play the same thing. Yeah, it depends how asynchronously it could have ever worked, right? If there was like an active like if you're in Eve and you're literally watching a dust match <laughs> unfold, but yeah. then isn't that player actually just playing dust but in a different way? Well but, yeah. the, I mean it's like that was really what we kind of said at the time and also is like the theoretical game idea that would do that is like at a certain point you just you can't make it two games you just have to make it one game but then that wouldn't have actually worked Star Citizen yeah exactly you have to put the FPS inside the MMO (laughs) and make it a separate mode just the same with like when we were talking about how what if they integrated the EVR thing into the actually even you made it so that the VR combat was actually part of the game oh yeah of course Valkyrie yeah (laughs) Valkyrie still seems cool even if it isn't much of a game, well, yeah. yes, I mean yeah. it's a it's a good VR piece. Yeah, that's about all you can say. For VR stuff, true. If it's sufficiently good, then it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's. I mean, that is the, just the blanket rule for anything. It's, it's sufficiently good. It's cool. Well, actually, no, that's not, that's not true. Like you could say something can be really, really good at what it does and very much not be cool. Yeah. Because perhaps you could argue that Crocs are very good at what they attempt to achieve, but they're definitely not cool. Haven't they gone bust? Have they? I heard something about that. Probably too many jokes. Too much comedians. (laughs) Too much comedians. (laughs) Grammar. Yeah, so that's that. That's that. Grammar. <laughs> Sentence fragment. Consider revising. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's that. That happened. News. News. Uh, do you see the trailer for Cod Blocks 4? Um, the uh, PUBG edition. The black Blackout mode. I continue so, to n- not particularly care about Black Ops anymore. I'm going to, like, oh, no. actually, Cod, Cod in general, I think I've, like, yeah. now fallen off. It's like, I do, Took I think I while. wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have minded to, I, I still don't think I will particularly mind playing. In fairness, I haven't touched them since, what is it, Infinite Warfare? I think, like, I haven't, I, Advanced Warfare was the last one I played, so I haven't actually played Infinite. I haven't played World War Two. I haven't played Black Ops 3. Um, so yeah, like I've I've been out for a while, I suppose. Um, but I wouldn't mind playing Infinite or World War Two. But Blobs, yeah, don't care, don't care anymore. <laughs> this is a shame. Mm. But yeah, this blackout mode looks yeah looks like battle royale, man. Yep, it certainly does. But they've Probably got cars, I suppose. They've got they had vehicles. Yeah, it has which like I, ATVs I, and stuff. Which I guess are like new for a multiplayer COD. Hmm. It's, everything's converging. Like Battlefield will be this way, right? So yeah, I mean they'll be like directly comparable, right? You'll be able to play. Yeah, I mean I, 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 I struggle to think how well this is actually going to succeed for people like Battlefield and COD at this point because I don't know. There seem to be so many, so many battle royale games appearing, and almost all of them are failing. I mean, the recent example is the Culling 2, right? Which was a bad PUBG I mean, we already said take. that much sooner after PUBG and Fortnite came yeah. out. We were like, it's already too late to start all... thinking about making one of these. Like, it's pretty much peaked I mean, after these, two. These two are two. I mean, I, it's weird. There's like, so they've, they've, like, you know, if we're talking like Battle Royale, they've clearly splintered into two camps. You've got your Fortnite style and your realistic style. And PUBG, like, got the realistic down early. Fortnite splintered off into its own thing and made made it weird and wonderful. And their rapid dev cycle continues to make it the forefront of that. Yeah. Um, that said, PUBG may be, like, ahead on the realism side. I, I think it could be possible for PUBG to be ousted. Sure. Uh, like, probably, yeah. Because they haven't been particularly fast and they haven't been particularly slick and... Um, stuff like that. I think there is room for people like COD and Battlefield to come in and maybe do that. But that's probably only going to work for one of them, right? I don't know. And Battlefield might be the better placed one to do that than COD. Just because of what they've always always done. They've been alright at that sort of gameplay already. It's like... Yeah, but will it be as big as PUBG? I don't know. I, I kind of doubt it. And also, would it be? Is it that these modes existing in these games going to splinter an already fragmented player base in those games? I guess it's like, yeah, probably. It's probably not going to be quite. I yeah, it's just a weird ass marketplace, and it's like I just don't think there's a lot of room for everyone to try it. Star Wars Battlefront Grounds. Yep. Well, fortunately, it seems like. Fortunately, it seems like both Battlefield and Black Ops have cocked up their own formulas so badly that it's not really going to matter because no one wants that part of the game either. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, like because the Battlefield beat has been going on, right? Yeah, and it's like there's been a lot oh, of calls dear. saying it's like that this isn't actually as like, like it's slowed down somehow. Like it feels it doesn't feel as 
there's something off about it. Like yeah. is the general feeling I've been getting about it. And even though it like must be highly based on what Battlefield One was like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because it's that exact same thing again. It's yeah, the same. It's the same one Battlefield. To me, Battlefield but... Same Battlefront One, Battlefront Two, and Battlefield One engine, just with a new skin again. You can easily tell. You only have to look and at it for like a couple of seconds and I'll be like, yep, that's still Frost- that engine. Frostbite has a look. That's like for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it, has, it hasn't had that look since, you know, it was initially, initially. Battlefield 3 doesn't look like that. I guess, yeah. Modern Frostbite has a look. Let's put it that way. But it's not just the yeah. look of it. It's like the way it plays now. They've made that one standardized FPS the movement. movement system yeah. and now they're using it every time and it's not actually that good. So I thought, it, I guess it, it's only noteworthy now because like, it hasn't ne- necessarily been critically a problem as in people playing Battlefield 1 didn't seem to mind it too much. I don't think like the movement in general is considered a the bad thing about the Battlefront games. Well, think, it's interesting that it's being raised now. I think for some reason it like it fit better with World War One's aesthetic. Like that kind that kind of like weirdly fast feeling movement. But like it's it's like sort of exaggerated animations because when you feel like in an in an old school kind of World War One setting, it's like it's more physical. It's more like just people doing things. I guess. And it, then it also kind of fits in that way into Star Wars, where, like, in Star Wars, it's because it's exaggerated in, like, the weird ways of Stormtroopers always were. Right. It's yeah. like those kind of flamboyant deaths and all that stuff. Oh, I see what like, you mean. The, 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 you, can, you can be a bit campy with yeah. Star Wars and it works. It yeah. fits in there. But then once you come to World War II, it's just like, something doesn't quite seem right any longer. And even though they tried to make it an alternate World War II the same way they and did it, with Battlefield yeah. 1, yeah. it's like, it just doesn't seem... Fit as well now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm willing to suspend my disbelief on that stuff until I feel it for myself. Obviously, well, I think um, it's like regardless of the actual gameplay of it and the whole uh, everything else about it, it's still well, a problem. We have the problem where it's not worth me going into it because, well, me and Dan are probably the only two that actually have machines that are going to be capable of running it at the moment, like on PC. And, you know, you're not going to go into it because it's a Frostbite game and you've had problems with that. Well, and not just from running it, from, like, the whole everything else around it. Right. Like, it's clearly operating on the same shitty unlock system and bad progression that they've had the last three well, we games as well. Like, yeah, they haven't really said too much, have they, about how progression's actually going to work in the... Uh, I mean, they've uh, shown some, I mean, presuming that... Because this is a beta, which doesn't actually mean beta, that this is pretty much going to be how it's going to work in the final game. It looks like an incredibly bad unlock menu very similar to Battlefield 1 and all yeah. this bullshit and like the weird like currency that you have to earn through gameplay and then spend it and you don't just get unlocks for using guns or whatever you're earning a currency and you choose what to unlock which theoretically is better except it makes all these unlocks feel generic and worthless and maybe they are <laughs> or too expensive for things that you don't think should be so expensive it's weird although if you look if you think back it's like it's it's it it feels slightly odd to be criticizing that system when, if you look back to Battlefield 3 and 4, the criticism was that, like, the, the unlock tree was kind of fixed. It's like you had to play with a class for a certain amount of time in order to get the thing you wanted. Well, that was because it was, it was fixed. There were some things in, like, Battlefield 4 especially where it, it was stuff that you could only unlock by playing one class, but you didn't even necessarily have to use it in that class. That was the ones that really got you, where it was just like, this sniper rifle is also usable on like the support class, but you, you have to play as sniper 
for a long time to unlock it. And because you're using a sniper and you're, you actually don't want the snipe, mm. you're doing like weird gun and run snipers with SMGs and stuff, and it kind of fucks up the whole idea of the class. Uh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't mind that that side of it. I thought, was, I mean, it's a bit, it's a little weird. You perhaps should have, should, should have been on the support tree as well. That a rifle that could have been used in either class, right? Like yeah, you could have earned, should have been able to earn it either way. But uh, in, that's a minor detail in this whole thing. I mean, it's it's, like, it's kind of the fixed order thing. Like, say there's a scope you're really after for a specific gun. Because you unlocked it elsewhere, and it's like, okay, this gun's awesome, but I would really like that scope for it. You've then got to go through like twenty hours with that gun to get to that scope. Well, it was because they, kind of, they tried because which COD has done as well because the sense. unlocks were kind of generic. Like it was always the same scope or whatever, mm. but just slapped on a different gun. The way they tried to make it more logical for the classes because they didn't have it didn't always unlock the same attachments in the same order for different guns, even yeah, though they yeah. were the same attachments. It was like in this, if you're if you're playing with a sniper rifle, you get the eight times scope immediately. But if you're using a shotgun, you get the eight times scope right at the end because who the fuck would use that? But <laughs> yeah. that's where it made sense. But it like there was ones where it was like randomized for no apparent reason. And you were like, I really would have preferred this scope, but it's right at the end of the unlock tree for this gun. <laughs> It's weird because in a, in, a, in, a, in a strange way, I'm not disagreeing with you. I actually sort of, there's something a little more satisfying about that fixed system than the current systems you get in games. I don't, I, and I don't really understand why. It's like, in my, in like, logically, I'm going, this feels like a problem. But actually, at the time when we were playing a lot of three and four, I seem to remember being like kind of just totally okay with it. I mean, even and, when... and, and being kind of happy with like, I've got to work for this. And then when you get it, they're like, it's like, yes, I earned it. And it's like, it's weird. Well, but... I mean, even when it was like stuff that wasn't necessarily what you wanted, it was just progress. That's, that's always a thing that was, that was the old, <laughs> that was at this point, the old school way of incentivizing you was just a bar going up. That's all you needed. <laughs> sure, the numbers go up. <laughs> Whereas now you're just getting Prestige, this generic yeah. currency, which doesn't feel as valuable because it's not... It's generic across everything. It's not working towards one specific thing. It's not like so a rank. Or so whatever. it doesn't feel as valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you were playing like Battlefield 3 and 4 and you were putting in the time with one specific gun because you wanted the next unlock, it was like, oh, now I'm, I'm actually making a bar go up. <laughs> the wonders is like if they'd actually put like a proper UI on Battlefield 3 and 4 and not that crappy web browser... Um, but then, like, did Battlefield three and 4's unlock system only work because of the web browser? I don't, I'm now having a little fight because of like, did that crappy system actually make the the unlock system manageable? Because PCs, you could just like fill the screen of info. And, well, I mean, that like, was, which a console can't yeah, necessarily do. That was why those games did really do as well on console at the time, probably. Yeah, where, uh, maybe just like it's too much effort to because you. I definitely remember when. I think it was probably free when that first came out on console. People were like, Jesus, these menus. I can't even work out how to navigate to equip a weapon. Yeah, or <laughs> lack thereof of menus, yeah. I, I suppose. Three didn't have any, did it? It was entirely web-based. Well, mm. they when they went to console, I think they implemented an in-game version, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they must have done. Yeah, you're right. I seem to remember that happening. I keep forgetting that three and four must have been on console. <laughs> it seems so stupid. Yeah. I never actually saw what those menus were like, though. I don't think. Yeah, but I think like the generic currency just feels worse than bars going up somehow. Even though technically it should be better for the player because you get to choose what you get to unlock. Mm. <laughs> but then, of course, you know, currency always has the suspicion. It's like, are they setting up to bring back microtransactions? I think EA would stay well clear in five. 
I think that, that well, microtransactions are going to exist. That I think they've said that they they will be there. But, well, yeah, like, for cosmetics. But, but for cosmetics, yeah, like no, no. Well, I think I heard someone say that you use the same currency for cosmetics as the attachments, which wouldn't. Oh, I mean, maybe that's an option. Back. Maybe that's an option. Like you can spend your game currency on cosmetics. So you've got a way of doing it for free. Sure, but then if they, but then they wouldn't be able to have the microtransactions just give you the currency to buy the cosmetics. So you'd have to buy the cosmetics directly, or have a separate currency. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be a two currency. I bet it'll be double currency. Premium currency. Mm. V-Bucks. Dude. Premium. <laughs> Premium. And I saw someone complaining about... This is, this is another one of those things where it's just like, why would you... Why make it feel worse than than the old system? Where... There's, there's, like, we're showing off, like, here's the unlock tree for this gun. It's like, here's what you can do to upgrade this specific gun, and presumably all the guns have it. It's like the customized options. And it just has an option where it's just called faster bullets, where it's like, you don't have to lead your target as much because your bullets get faster. And it's like, why is that not called, like, high-velocity rounds, and it's like an upgrade yeah. to your clip or something? Why is it just called faster, faster bullets? bullets. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're kind of... Making it seem more like just a stat bonus that mysteriously happens rather than being an actual upgrade that's to like, the gun. That's like Battlefield Simplified Edition, is what that sounds like. Yeah. It's like we've, we've made the language easier to understand. I mean, I'm sure that's what it is. They're probably trying to dumb it down for mm. more casual people who don't know what the fuck high-velocity rounds means. Hey, here's some news. Didn't Patrick Soderlund leave it yet? Yeah. That we didn't talk about. I mean, what is there to talk about there? I mean, we won't we won't be able to... Apart from suspicion again, where it's just like, did he leave because of how fucked up Battlefield is getting the pre-orders? Or how Battlefront went. Yeah. And like, it all caught up with him eventually. Yeah. Or both of those things. Or that he was just boring on stage. Battlefield got delayed <laughs> as well. We didn't talk about that. I oh, guess. did it? Got delayed out of the middle of Black Ops and Red Dead into November, where it can stand by itself and maybe get some more pre-orders, which is yeah. what they're hoping. Well, you know what? That's actually not a terrible window for it. Unless people jump on the COD and like and think, spend all their money early. Because I don't think delay after them will... Well, I mean, delay... I suppose you can't delay ahead of something because that's not a delay then, but... The problem is... is if delay like, if after were... something doesn't necessarily recover as many sales as delay ahead of something would if you could do it, which you can't because that's not how that's delays not, work. That's not a delay. <laughs> no, you'd have to bump your... You know, push your... Yeah, bring forward your release date. But I can see why they were doing it because it, like, it guarantees a little bit more media coverage, right? Or well, Without being flooded by like the other games in there. I guess for media, but... Surely the main reason they're putting it into another month is to be like, now people will have a paycheck to spend again. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably, <laughs> or that's probably exactly it, yeah. But, I, you know, I'm not sure that's going to save it, really. Or make that much of a difference. Not like, this, Or 10% of the EA's shares difference, anyway. <laughs> what month is Red Dead again? It's October, right? October 26th, so end of okay. October. And, you know, the other classic thing about that kind of delay is it makes you look weak. I'm, if you can't stand among those other two games, if you don't think people are going to be infused enough about your game to buy that, buy your one over those two. I mean, they're right. <laughs> yes. But well, for Red Dead, anyway. <laughs> for Red Dead, I yeah. don't know about that. Black, Black Ops. Oh, yeah. I mean, are they, are they right about that weakness thing, really? Like, I don't buy that. Not whether it's right or not, it's just how it looks. I don't... I, but which one of those is actually going to be dead, right? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't have subscribed to that at all. But maybe that's 
savvy consumer and logic. I mean, that's probably why the EA shares fell dramatically after that. Huh. <laughs> they were like, the, the shareholder confidence goes down in how good the quality of your game is if you're saying, it can't compete in this week, so we have to move it. And also our pre-orders are shit, so we want to make those better as well. For all we know, there could have actually just been a legit reason. It's like, oh, hey, the, yeah, something went wrong on the server side. You need a couple of weeks. Well, but then... The beta the beta isn't going as well as we thought. Can we have some more time? Well, this was before the beta. Though. Yeah. And, yeah, what they, could they have to, delayed what the they delay? going to fix in two weeks, really? The classic situation. Well, it might be that they have a very specific bug that they want to find. <laughs> Game breaker of some description, or well, that, and you know, yeah, he might be a little nervous about putting out a buggy game as well as a. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that as well. Yeah. Yes. But I think at this point, we pretty much just have to say that we're more or less done with Battlefield and, and God. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I'm. I I think I could get into a Battlefield. I think I really sure. could. Like a bit, like just. Even our conversation about Battlefield 3 just then, a bit of me was like, yeah, Battlefield 3 was pretty rad. <laughs> well, it was, but that was... It's gone downhill since then. That's yeah. what we've just basically been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it really has. Like, 4, even though we sort of were saying, sing, singing 4 in a pretty good light then, 4 definitely wasn't as good as 3. No. It's got to be said. But I, I have definitely been... When they've been, people have been talking about Battlefield, I've been like, I would totally play 4 again, except I know that if I went back now, I'd just get totally destroyed by all the people who have still been playing it for this long. <laughs> or that it's swamped with cheaters, I don't know. It's... Maybe. I don't know what the situation is like, but you know. Mm. You go in there and they all just see like all these people with max level and several times over prestigious, and it's like, this isn't going to go well for me. No, this is going to go real bad. <laughs> like, they need a noob server, like how TF2 and stuff did. I think 2142 had noob servers at one point, didn't it? Where it's like rank limited. Oh, maybe. <laughs> TF2 Not had that, that situation where they went free to play and then it was flooded with noobs, right? Yeah, that was like the opposite situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where instead of coming back to all the elite people, it was like, no, we've just got a huge flood of noobs making this real easy for the elite people. It was good fun for a while. <laughs> I'm actually considering uninstalling TF2. Mm, yeah. It might have got to the Probably point time. where I don't think I'll, don't think I'll play it again. Even though we haven't really got an FPS that we 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 play anymore, like Splatoon has kind of filled that role, I guess. Kind of. Seems like something's going weird in the TF2 community. Like it's going a bit toxic for some reason. Right at the end. Yeah. I mean, actually, was TF2 ever that toxic? Really, on the grand scheme of toxicity never used in to video be, no. games, never used to. Oh. Be. I think it was because it started so long ago that it hadn't got to that age yet. Mm, the, the age of toxicity, <laughs> where communities are toxic <laughs> from the start. Well, I guess. And also, I guess in the earlier days of TF2, it helped that like the servers were actual servers where yeah. you could have like moderators for that specific server or whatever. Sure, yeah, <laughs> it was it was very it was so frowned upon that people would actually step in themselves and be like, "Yeah, you can't be here." Yeah, it wasn't just completely on Valve's land. Yeah, no, I don't. And then you know, yeah, the Valve servers, no one talked at all. So <laughs> problem solved there. Bring back servers. Yep, as exactly. well as as well as matchmaking, have both. Like, so if you have, I mean, the question I guess would be: is like, would anyone use specific servers? Well, I always used the Valve servers until they got rid of them, because I was like, this a, a this always has population, and b I can 
fairly well ensure that this is just going to be generic people. Mm. That was what I needed. Like, I didn't want to go into, like, a very specific... And also, by that time, the Valve servers were pretty much the only generic servers you can get. All the other ones were bullshit mods and weird modes. Man, yeah, that did get messy. (laughs) Hampshire heavies, though, man. Well, that was a much longer time ago than that. Yeah. There was several years after the Hampshire Heavy where there was no more servers like that. It was just that I only played on the Valve servers. You know, his days are gone. Don't know if we'll ever see him back. He got your Rocket League going. That seems to work. Yeah, it's matchmaking, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's not, that doesn't need servers. Smaller player counts and all that. Yeah, fair. You don't really, you don't necessarily, although the club stuff, which I guess we'll talk about a bit later. That's probably we'll talk about it now. Probably a bit now. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's the end of news. Well, that's the end of news. Yeah, transition into what we've been playing. That's news and what we've been doing, I suppose. Uh, Rocket League. A lot of it. Woo. uh, Why? What happened? Well, well. uh, Rocket (laughs) Basically, they introduced a bar going up. Yeah, they did. Ah. They really did. There's a, there's an incentive like um Make like so rocket pass <laughs> yeah rocket pass launched um uh as a sort of uh so I'm not 100 percent sure why I bought into this but a bit of me is just like but it's <laughs> but it, I, I kind of did I kind of just to see what it a pass like structure is like to some extent sure um so rocket pass is basically their version of like Dota and Fortnite's battle pass style system where you. You buy in with money into a season, uh, but the more you play and the, the more you progress through it, you can get limited time unlocks from it. Uh, mm. And in, in Rocket League, of course, all of these are cosmetic. There's nothing they'd put in that would be... And the same with Dota and the same with Fortnite. All of this is just a way of getting limited time stuff that, in theory, you can't get once it's done. In theory, although that's never necessarily true we're not sure yet well you yeah. know they might they might like rotate back through that stuff like a year later or something maybe in classic fashion yeah yeah uh so uh, the idea is is that you you buy this thing and then for the limited space of time in which it runs it's like as you level up you can earn this gear which then of course is an incentive to play the game a hell of a lot more because it's like you've got to play the game to level up to get the gear or you can spend money yeah um <laughs> which we're pretty sure we've seen players have. Yeah. It's like within a couple of days, we saw people that were close to max level. And it's like, oh, they have clearly spent money on this because it's supposed to take about 100 hours to get through all of Rocket Li- or Rocket Pass's tiers, um, of which there are 70. So there's 70 levels. 70 basic ones. And then there's like that extra 20 at the end where it gives you random... Random, versions limited versions. Yeah. Like even more limited versions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's sort of drawn drawn me back in as a, as a way of like being all like, let's see what this is like. That's how that's how much effort I have to really put into this in order to get <laughs> some get get some semblance of money's worth out of it. Because it's like, okay, fine. Rocket League is, was never an expensive game. We paid like fifteen quid to get in on it on day one or yeah. something like that. And it's like, and I've not spent a cent on it since. That's it's, totally a lie. You bought. Oh no, a that is totally a lie. Bags. That is totally a lie. Yes, <laughs> but they were like a quid because like like got them on like deal yeah. or whatever. So like a couple of the like car packs and things and uh, some of the limited the yeah, the DLC only ones because that was how they started doing yeah. their cosmetics. They were like super cheap DLC. And given that I've put nearly five hundred hours into it, and Zach's put way more than that mm. into it, 
I don't feel so bad about putting eight quid down for for this past no, thing yeah. to try that out. That was basically what I was thinking as well. It's the same reason that, like, the one time I bought crates in TF or keys for crates in TF2, I was like, oh, sure. I played yeah. this game a fucking lot. Let's just spend a tiny amount of money. I think, I think, they, I think they've earned this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know, it's like, yeah, maybe some of the loot, loot box ideas could be considered shady, and Rocket League is possibly subject to some of these gambling discussions. Yada yada yada. But at least it's definitely always cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. At least it's always only cosmetic and like, hey, the base game is as solid as it's ever been. Yeah. Um, there's no reason not to be playing more of it. Still get a lot of free shit for free. Yeah. Even with the Rocket Pass, because there's the the free version of Rocket Pass that runs parallel to it. Yeah, which I don't have less unlocked, but you do get some stuff. Yeah, and you you know you you'll get some stuff that's specific to the season, and also some decryptors that means you could unlock some of the crates that you've been mm. getting over the years. And it's like this this whole thing seems like reasonably decent, like whichever angle you look at it. Okay. Um. To to me, anyway. Um. So yeah. But that means I've been playing way more than I'm used to than I than I normally do with Rocket League. Maybe this will mean I'll finally get better. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just cement my bad habits even more. More likely. That um, is the question. Uh, playing with randoms is something I don't normally do, so I've been doing that a lot. Well, and it's like for and one day at least. I had to take. Oh, a break. I, played, I played a few <laughs> days on my own, like like when you were offline a couple of times, and I'm like, oh, I'll crap out a few matches, and uh, like get those daily win bonuses. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, playing with other people is weird. It's like, it's, I didn't really... It's one of those things where it's like, I, I guess in a lot of shooters and stuff like that, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like too much of a problem. Like when I'm playing Overwatch, I don't really miss the idea of having players I know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, you know, when I'm playing with Zach and Kippers, it's like we kind of know what it, everyone's going to do. Or like I know where, where most of the time when Zach's going to come out for a board and when I can just ignore it. And, and and focus on position. Yes, we um, have like a fifty percent success rate on rotations, where it's just like we don't actually play rotation. We no. play something that's vaguely like rotation. But what, 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 what normally <laughs> Based happens on is one of us stays. To the ball. What normally happens is that I stay back, and Zach uh, Kippers gets aggressive and stays up. And Zach tries to float between the two, and then I try and judge well, based on. I think the what way Zach's doing the way it kind of works most of the time is that. One of us will be the on the aggressive, the other, the other, one will be in the goal basically, and then one will be sort of hovering, waiting for passes. Yeah, but I think depending on who's doing the hovering determines on what kind of rotation actually happens. Basically, yeah, because I'll I'll start coming back, but because I'm generally faster at reacting to stuff. I can True. quite often start coming back and then just turn away rather than actually finishing the rotation like I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not so, sometimes because I think I can make the stuff. Yeah, sometimes that throws us because it's like, oh, I see him going back and it's like, oh, rear's covered. That means I can be a little more... But normally reckless. when I do that, I try and turn early so that you can see me coming, <laughs> going back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on how mad things are and like how aware we are. We're not great communicators well, it has hard. to be said we don't we don't tend to tell each other what we're doing but we sort of got a rhythm of sense yeah. <laughs> of sorts um so it's kind of like how like you and i used to play halo right we didn't really have to tell each other what each other were doing we could just sort of figure it out it's slightly different though yeah. with, like for halo because you're like you're pretty independent in halo. <laughs> i guess you don't yeah. really have to rely on teamwork in that game that much not too much no unless you get screwed with weapons and you're like i only have these two weapons that have very specific uses so yeah. i'm gonna need you to help me with this. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this one's all you 
Um, yes, yeah, so there's that, and there's also the, the the sort of they finally did what we were suggesting, like back at the start of the game, which is <laughs> they've added uh, clans or clubs um, to it. So like, there's a happy salad club now. In which uh, Mezak and Dan are uh, no, not, not Dan Kippers, <laughs> Kippers yeah. uh, uh, are in, and and if you end up going against another team made entirely of club members, uh, it becomes a club match. So like your team colours are put on the oh, your, yourself yourself in the arena, and it becomes Happy Salad versus confusingly Spanish named teams, <laughs> yeah, European um, teams, a lot names. of Spaniards or Mexicans. I'm not quite sure. It's like it seems, it seems to always be that for us. I don't know. We see plenty of. German-esque. Oh, yeah, there were quite a few Germans. I mean, it could be Dutch for all I know. And everyone seems <laughs> to be white or purple that we come across. Yeah. Like, we seem to be the only green team. I mean, wh- white is just because that's new, because you couldn't do that before. I guess. All the other colours existed in the game, apart from white, which was reserved for the training field. Mm. And so everyone was like, oh, we want to be white, white now. Now we can be a white club. And yeah. purple, obviously, just because it's purple, and that's just a classic colour of people choosing to make things. So it's almost always the pink and green fight. <laughs> Classic colour of people choosing to make things. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it truly is. It's because it's like, like there aren't any actual sports teams that use purple because it looks dumb, right? There probably is somewhere, but yeah, it's like some, like I don't know, some Canadian team in the NBA or something went with purple or something. But like, yeah, just that that purple's always the different one, right? Are there any purple teams in like the Premiership or or any football Not clubs? Classically, but I I wouldn't be surprised if there was an away kit at some point that was purple. Probably, yeah. There's probably like I've, yellow and purple I've, or something, isn't it? I think I've got some purple and picture of a purple and black kit in my head, but I just cannot remember right. whose it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like with it's almost the same with lightsabers, isn't it? The different ones yeah. got to have the purple, right? Mace yep. Windu has the purple, <laughs> and so when you go and play Kotal, you're like, I'll have purple. <laughs> yeah, got to, got to have the weird color. Exactly. So then everyone has the weird color. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The classic problem. It's not cool once everyone does it. <laughs> it's the same situation with, as we, I think I've mentioned before in any of the Rocket League patches where there was new shit added, like the goal explosions. It's like, these goal explosions are cool, apart from everyone has them. Yeah, it makes them inherently not cool. <laughs> mm. This is why green is good, because no one ever thinks of green. And if you had green for a football team, you'd blend in with the grass. <laughs> well, that's why you can't have it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Especially watching people on TV. There must be teams that have been green. Right? Well, there was that controversy one time where it was, I think it was a Manchester United away kit. It was like this kind of gr- greeny grey. And it blended in so much that it was actually making them play worse. <laughs> not oh, the other wow. team. <laughs> they couldn't see each other. So they were like at halftime, they changed kit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sweet. Yeah, it doesn't really matter too much in Rocket League in fairness. No. That makes the green half a bit more green. I mean, the one, the one situation that we had slight problems with was where we came up against a team that was red and green, where oh, we yeah. were green and red. So, so, <laughs> so they, they would shimmer they, green and that confused us a bit. Well, it was because, because of the way skins use primary and secondary colours. Some of the skins can almost become the primary colour of the car in, mm. in some cases. So when you when you're using a secondary color that's the same as the primary color of the other team, then it can be kind of confusing. And you yeah. know, some people do that intentionally, of course. <laughs> but we're happy salad, you yeah. know. 
Gotta keep that red and green Brandon. Yeah, rep rep the salad. Green and red Brandon. That's, yes. We could be the other way around, I suppose. I kind of went green first, but you know, the tomato logo is more red, so he could be red based. Mm. Could swap it. It just looks very look a little bit looks a little bit too festive yeah. on the cars. Is the problem? It's like we're we're a team of elves. <sighs> Happy Christmas, elves playing football. So Rocket League. So Rocket League, yeah, lots and lots of Rocket League. Um, yes, yeah, so who actually wants to lead the next section? Like, uh, who wants <coughs> to go? Zeg, you got anything good? Not that much, luckily, I guess. <laughs> Me neither. In Are you going to play Two like, Point Hospital? No. Oh, well, that was one thing that I like. That's the in the things I haven't been playing section. <laughs> <laughs> the classic section. I think Kippers has played a bit. Of it. I, yes, I've seen him play. We, we should we should check in with him. I have been considering it, but like I don't know. I looked at the Steam Steam reviews, and it's like it's eighty percent positive, so it's not like it's getting shit on. Really, no, although eighty no. percent isn't great by any means necessarily. The cons- the general thoughts I've seen of it is that it is like. It is theme hospital. Well, that's, yeah, that was what I was worried about. Is well, that, it's like it's, like it's not just going to be an exact remake and not the classic of, problem that it, we talked about with City Skylines and all that stuff, where it's like you've made the same thing again, but you haven't really improved it. No, mm. and I, I get the feeling that's exactly what this is. That it is, it is theme hospital. It's got the same charm. It's got the same. Well, the, the bloomin' like voiceover well, lady yes. is identical, uh, which which is great. Actually, don't don't change that. Um, but like it's, it's it is kind of the same game, but with um, some quality of life improvements. Generally, like some of the but more also annoying some things. Bugs, it sounds like. Oh, really? And that's maybe the other thing that's a problem for like whether you want to go into it immediately. Yeah, but this is where, like, the original didn't have some bugs, like handyman just standing there. I remember that one. They were just they were just sort of like get, get oh, yeah, stuck until until you manually went and poked them. Well, I don't know if they were, there was any that were particularly terrible in the original. There was a couple of weird. Like things that weren't exactly both that were just weird. Like when on some levels where there was just like this door next to the square for some reason, square next to the door you just can't build on for some reason because oh, there's yeah. like some weird clipping thing which isn't really clipping because this isn't a game that has geometry. But, yeah, know. you can pick up and move entire rooms now, like and all the content in them. You, yeah. Well, well I mean, quality of life, man. <laughs> Except that that well, that's not really that much better than original Free Hospital. Well, which was demolish the room and rebuild it from scratch. Well, no, because you'd back up to the blueprint phase and you'd have to place everything down, but it remembered what was in the room. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I vaguely remember that. So you still yeah. had the items. Yeah. You had to manually put them back down, but they were still there. Whereas in this game, apparently the main complaint everyone has is, yes, you can pick up a whole room and just move it in one go, but you can't copy-paste. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they'll oh. put it in. Oh, well, yes, that's, again, another reason yeah. why you might want to not go in immediately to this game. Maybe they will fix things like that. Oh, I really don't think that's a big deal, though. Like, it's, it's a, let's just say, it's a quality of life. <laughs> well, but again, but I don't think it's a big deal. The people who are complaining about that are like, the way this game works with its, is that now it's too heavily reliant on the GP's office, which was still true in FEMA, so yeah, that was to come to the point where you'd have two or maybe three. Yeah. But in this game, it's like, I'm building eight goddamn GPs offices and I have to put them down individually each time. Give me a copy-paste function. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, that was I watched the uh, Giant Bond quick look, and obviously they hadn't they hadn't played Theme Hospital back in the day. But Vinny mm. was basically saying he really liked it, but he wanted the copy paste, and he also wanted like auto promotion. He just thought there was quite a lot of busy work, right? Where it's like, uh, <laughs> but then what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of the game, though. That is yeah. kind of the game, yeah. Yeah, we'll check in with Kip, see how he feels about it. I think yeah. he'll be pretty positive because he's seen, you know, he's a bit like us. He's, you know, big <laughs> fan of the original. He's played pretty positive, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't know. I maybe wait for one patch, see what see what the first what patch is like. Yeah, because mm. that would some that might even tell you about what the like future plans are like. But well, what do you think about the like the idea of the structure of it, where it's like it's got like um the levels have like star ratings now, and they they the 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 ratings you got for previous levels can feed into helping you in subsequent levels or something like that. Where you mean the mobile phone level unlocks? So there's a, there's a little bit of a meta to it is what I mean. It's like, like I think there are like, if you three-star a level, for instance, you might actually get a boon that will help you in some of your other, other levels and things like that. There's I mean, I don't some think stuff necessarily like needed to make it any easier. Is <laughs> probably the main thing. No, but I mean, like that means you could go back and replay levels rather than just like like the original where it was just like, you're done with a level, you're done. Whereas now you can go back and revisit your hospital and be like, right, okay, I need to get this back up. I need to get this up to three star status now. But is that good? Is we playing the same level just to try and eke out some extra score? Good, really? I mean, especially when we're considering this isn't like I mean, this, this is isn't like what, a mobile game. No, but it's, it's not like a five minute level. It's like a play this level for two or two hours or whatever. I mean, maybe. And in fairness, I don't know. Well, it's not like a stop. As far as I know, they're not like start from scratch. You're literally reloading your hospital when you're trying to improve it in some metric mm. like, well I guess that know. that depends on like what the metrics are like because it's like well, what is the failure condition and that kind of thing yeah like if yeah, you yeah, had I'd... a whole bunch of people die does that affect your score and then could it, does it like recover over time or something yeah you're right I don't, I don't know how that works structurally yeah. but it's a uh, it's, it's an interesting change is what I mean it's like maybe that is the one big change in this compared to being hospital but it's a yeah, it's an interesting wrinkle, nonetheless. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe that will happen at some point. I don't know. Doctor. But anyway, things I have been playing, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I played a whole bunch more Stardew, both uh, in, the multiplayer stuff, both in multiplayer and a tiny bit of single player as well. Okay, um, well, not really a tiny bit. I guess a bit. <laughs> Let's call it a bit. <laughs> Because I had to go back to some old saves and see what was up there and, and then start a new one because I still hadn't got the achievement for doing the evil route, the corporate route. <laughs> okay. But that turned out to be really easy to do. Like, because uh, when you do the standard playthrough where you, you're, you're rebuilding the community center and you have to donate specific items to the community center. So it, like that kind of inherently means you have to play the game for a certain amount of time, usually two years, which is when the end of the game, not the not really end of the end game happens. Because you kind of need the seasons to be able to get all the stuff that you need for the community centre. Mm. It's like, oh, you can only get this one specific thing that the community centre needs in spring, but you probably can't do it in spring of year one because you probably don't have the money to do it at that point. So you have, you're pretty much having to play to spring of year two anyway. Mm. Whereas with the corporate route where all you have to do is make money that's quite easy to fi- I finished that like before the end of year one quite easily and got that achievement so what is the key difference in like how you play when you go corporate 
there's not really any different. You're not really like it's only engaging the... with any of the chats or any of that stuff. You're just like focusing on making your farm Uber. Or... Well, it's only the like the specifically donating items to the community center is just replaced with just paying money. Right. So you basically don't have to do anything specific on your farm. Like you don't have to grow specific crops or oh, get specific animals or anything. You can just do whatever the fuck you want so long as you just make m- m- as much money as you can. Mm. Which, you know, that's a slightly different way to play, but also much easier. <laughs> yeah, probably less interesting. It depends whether what you're looking to do is just like... you're already, In the default way of playing, you're already kind of min-maxing, but then when you go into the money mode, you're entirely min-maxing. Mm. <laughs> now you don't even have to grow every crop of a season. You could just grow all one crop and just be yeah, like, this yeah. is the one that makes the most money. <laughs> Harvest it. Go. Cash. Buy things. So yeah, I got that achievement out of the way, and then I still continued on that farm anyway. Because uh, then I, by the time I done that, because you're not limited by having to do specific things, that also kind of gives you more time to just do everything else. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty much done with the museum collection, and maybe I can just knock that achievement out on this save as well. I mean, can you imagine how dull it would be? Like just thinking, like like if you played Viva Pinata and did nothing but grow level three chilies. <laughs> like that's probably how you would get like the most, most money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, if there was a mode in Viva Pinata that only required money and didn't care about what you'd unlock. There'd be nothing to do with the pinatas at all. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> As we well know, farming is all about crops and not animals. Yeah. Not even slightly true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then when we played multiplayer, this has brought even more into focus of like how much more awkward it is to even succeed in multiplayer than you think it would be. You think with two people... You're just going to make way more cash because you have twice as many people doing the work and and you start with twice as much money even, you know, that's an incredibly minuscule advantage because it's like exponential or whatever. You start with twice as many seeds at the start, wow. But you think it's going to be better, but the thing that you that you don't realise until you play multiplayer is because of it being multiplayer, it doesn't have the time stopping that single player has. Like, every time you open a chest in single player, time pauses. So you can look through inventories and stuff without time passing. But in multiplayer, time just continues to pass while you're looking in inventory. And that much more prominently applies to things like fishing, where in single player, when you hook a fish and you do the little fishing minigame, time pauses. In multiplayer, it doesn't. So fishing is, like, incredibly nerfed in multiplayer. Right. Because you can't catch nearly as many fish per day. Mm. (laughs) So that you can't make nearly as much money from fishing per day. So things like that, where it's like, just because time doesn't stop, it makes it actually more difficult to make money. <laughs> Surely corporate cropping is still, like, the way to go, right? Yeah, I mean, crops are still crops. You still just... Although, you know, then when you're going to the shop to buy seeds, time doesn't pause while you're in the shop buying the seeds. <laughs> so be quick. Yeah, you have to just... But the trouble is you, you, you kind of can't be quick because of the way you can buy... When you're buying a big sack of seeds in Stardew, you just you go to the seed option and you just hold down the right mouse button and it just buys seeds, but it buys them like one at a time continuously mm-hmm. at a constant speed. So if you want to buy like 100 seeds, you're still sitting there for like <laughs> 10 seconds right, just waiting yeah. for the number to go up. <laughs> well, not clicking, you're just holding the button down. Yeah, but it's, no, still, it's, it's still not instant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just input a number and say, I want 100 of those, which is kind of weird, but I or guess... just go one zero zero and click. Yeah. <laughs> Even with arrows or something. Yeah. 
but yeah, we've continued to play that in multiplayer. We've sort of we're into year two now in in the multiplayer save. So now we've we've just unlocked the greenhouse. So I don't know what we're going to do with that. Put some tomato. Put some expensive crap in there, probably. Although I guess we don't really have any expensive crap yet. Level three chilies. <laughs> yes. And our farm still needs reorganising. It's still a mess. Well, of course, I think it always will be. I'm still trying to like keep half of it organised. <laughs> you know, it's a community centre earlier. For some reason, my brain had like a weird flashback to... Uh, I, as, uh, before I get started, I suppose I better say, I hate Monopoly. Okay. I think it's a bad game. Yeah, it is a bad um, game. But well, Supposedly, like, it was designed to be like a parody of how terrible capitalism is or something. Yeah. <laughs> But the, like the few times we used to play it at home, I mean, like, we never ever finished a game. But it was like <laughs> I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly actually. But um, like uh, like we never played. But like whenever you landed on the community chest, I always just remember my my dad going community chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think my dad used to be way crazier than he is now. <laughs> children, I suppose. Yes, dads and children. You ever play it up? <laughs> Chest. and yeah the last few achievements I still have to do like completing the museum collection and stuff it's just like I've got to the point again where I'm just looking at the wiki naturally it's like I need to find out who who likes who likes what so I can just get the gift giving done because like give them the thing that they actually like and that will get that done much quicker can you Make crumb. No. You can't sell crumb. No. Chicken nuggets? Maybe. I would probably sell chicken, but can you specifically make nuggets? Oh, no, I guess you can't sell chicken. I guess you don't get meat from animals. Yeah. You only get dairy. <laughs> so it's, it's this game's vegetarian. Kind of, I guess. At least it's not vegan. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a couple of, like, the last bits of the museum collection, I'm looking at things which are like, this thing has a 1% chance of dropping out of a thing that you can only get like one or two of per day and it's not even necessarily guaranteed to spawn. It's like, God damn it. But of course, it's based on your luck. So maybe you can buff your luck and if you're on a lucky day, you have to make sure you do things where you're like, you want to exploit your luck. <laughs> it's my lucky day. <laughs> but I don't know. I seem to remember I got those things easier before and I don't know why in one of my other saves and now I'm at the point where I'm like maybe I need to load up all my saves and see which one is the most complete <laughs> so I can get that achievement see which one got the furthest through the museum collection and then just work on that save rather than the one I'm currently working on it's flower crumb <laughs> like, <laughs> like a wheat crumb it's a wheat crumb <laughs> no it's a powder <laughs> I suppose yeah <laughs> Hasn't broken off a larger solid block. Yeah, maybe that's what the crumb, crumb definition means. It's not ground. <laughs> no, has to have broken off a bigger hole. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you don't get a giant block of solid flour <laughs> that you have to carve up. <laughs> grind me some... Well, you actually do grind flour, yes. you, know, not, you don't grind a big solid block of it. No. <laughs> And I guess the only other thing I play apart from a small amount of Factorio, because I've like, mainly been taking up the time, was I played, like, just w- randomly played one more run of Into the Breach. 
Oh, cool. Because I was like, I guess it's come out on Switch and that's made, reminded me of that game, so I'm just playing it. Yeah, let's be relevant. <laughs> I guess so. So I played that one more run and I did like the free island victory for the smoke team. And and like, I wanted to get the achievement for one of the achievements. I, I, I think it's the only achievement I have got with the smoke team is the, I guess, the most difficult one where you have to do 12 points of smoke damage in one turn. But then once I started playing that run, I remembered how fucking impossible that is. Smoke them. Because that means you have to have the upgraded smoke where it does two damage instead of one damage for a start. So you have to get that upgrade. And 12 points of damage means you'd have to have six enemies on the field, which would be pretty much the most enemies you could have. And you'd have to have them all be in smoke at the end of the turn Mm. to actually be able to do 12 points of damage. Which is... Not very likely. So I, I played that run and then I was like, oh yeah, that routine was kind of impossible. And I almost didn't succeed at that run anyway. But I recovered after like the middle of the second <laughs> island. And then went on to win, as usual. Because I can't possibly fail at that game. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think my record, I looked at the sat screen afterwards and I was like, oh, how many wins and losses do I have? And it's like 16 wins and three losses. <laughs> Ever? Yep. Wow. What, so you didn't even spend that much time learning the game? No. You just were like, oh, I'm winning this. It was like that first loss where I lost immediately on the video. Yeah. And then I think there was another loss with the Rift Walkers, but I don't remember why. And then there was one loss with one of the other teams. I don't remember what other team it was. Oh, I think it might have been one when I was trying the custom teams. <laughs> Which is, you know, that just means I built a bad team. Hmm. But yeah, that's it. Three losses and every other run was a victory. Which basically means when you look at my scoreboard, if you look at the individual team scoreboards, they all only have one run. They just have a victory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I haven't touched that guy. Well, yes. It's pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. It's getting busy season. I don't know if I have time for it. Even... I was wondering, right, okay, like, scheduling talk. Yeah. Might it be worth us actually? And I, I think we've said this like most years. Yeah. Like, should we delay Goatee like by a month? <laughs> like, and just be all like, here's the catch up month. Is there much that we need to catch up on though? I mean, I don't know. Like, this year I, in, in particular, I think there's a lot of stuff I've missed myself because I've been doing a lot of like Game Pass stuff. Sure. <laughs> like, so I haven't really bought that many games. And like, a, a lot of the stuff I have been playing has been like, I don't know, Final Fantasy is a port, basically. It doesn't count as a this-year game, even if it only just came out on PC. But, uh, you know, like like the PlayStation 4 stuff this year, I think, is strong. Like, you know, God of War is pretty great. Spidey's just come out, and I'm... I've turned around on that. I've gone from being, I'm not so sure about this, to being, holy crap, I think I need to play this. Like, right now. <laughs> and then, of course, Red Dead's about to happen. And it's like, there's all these long-time games. Yeah, but only one of us needs to play them. (laughs) (laughs) But then uh, then it'll be Dan versus us, which, like, often fails. (laughs) You've got to make a sufficiently convincing argument. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't think it'll be necessarily that difficult for Red Dead, really. I mean, we shunned it. We we shunned it already. We know what the fight is going to be this year. Oh god, Smash. I've totally yeah, forgotten exactly. about Smash for a it's second. It's going to be Smash against Red Dead, and that's going to be a weird fight, because that's not even slightly comparable. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Oh god. I mean, what was it before Red Dead and, and like Rocket League or something? Was it? No, Rocket oh, League. God. What did what, Rocket yeah, League what? beat? I can't remember. I can't remember that year. Was it Guild Wars? 
Could have been. Did Guild Wars take it out? Uh, <laughs> okay. That might have been a mistake. Because we thought we thought it was going to be we thought it's, it was going to be more of a problem when Red Dead was going to come out last year. We were going to have Red Dead versus Zelda. Oh yeah, that would have been tough. Yeah, that but was more comparable be than Smash yeah. Brothers against Red Dead. Really <laughs> they cool. were slightly more close together in terms of game style. Yeah, really comparable. <laughs> huh. Oh, me just saying the word comparable and you saying comparable made me think of something else I spotted. So I've been playing like I like followed what up on what Zach did last time and play have played not all of but some of the Valkyria Chronicles four demo. Yeah, and uh, they say specialty, and a bit of me was like, is that supposed to be speciality? Is that a an Americanism or are they the same word? I, and I got a bit stuck at that point, sort of looking at it on screen, going specialty, speciality. I know they they've got to be the same word, right? Just yeah, I I don't know if one's better than the other. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, just, I saw it and was just like, "Huh, <laughs> specialty." <laughs> I've never really thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely heard people say specialty. It might be an Americanism, mm. mind you. Sith lords are our speciality, so <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's not a Jedi even. Maybe the Jedi's are just British, I don't know. <laughs> Underneath. Yeah, well, so they kind of are, aren't they? Well, Obi-Wan definitely is. <laughs> Possibly. Hello there. <laughs> He's the coolest. So you played <laughs> it. You played it. And, pl- uh, yeah. and you discovered how I said where it's just like it's exactly the same. It is Valkyria Chronicles <laughs> 1. Um, through and through. Um, although I haven't got to the bit you described where the grenadier, where I'm facing against the grenadiers. Oh, that's the bonus mission, so that's not actually in the like it's in the main episode. Yeah, it's okay. not in the book. Right. So, so I might get, I might get to that, and then immediately get annoyed with the thing. But up till this point, I've fallen right back into it, like, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, damn, Valkyria Chronicles was a fantastic bloody game. And then um, I'm playing this, and I'm getting all the same vibes, and I'm like. Yeah, this Valkyria Chronicles 4 seems like it's going to be a fantastic bloody game. Uh, there's, there is one thing, and like I think, like playing it on the Switch, like they have tone, like it still looks great. It still looks like, for the most part, it looks identical to the PS3 original. Um, except I think they've turned toned down the thing I love the most about that art style, which is like their cool, like uh, pencil scraping shadowing. And it looks like they've toned that way down. And it's like that's a bit of a shame. I, I can't really it, remember yeah. how much it was in the original. I thought it was, outside of like cutscenes, I thought stuff. it was like pretty, pretty vibrant. Like almost every bit of shading was done using that technique. Whereas now there's a bit more of like they just color it in places, and it's and not quite as strong. But a bit of me wonders if that's actually oh maybe that's because this is the Switch version. It's like this is this is coming out on PC and the other consoles as well, and maybe there's a graphical limitation on Switch. I wouldn't have thought so. But it's yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Like I, I don't know. There's the odd bit of texture that I think would, could have been sharpened up like in places. There's some, some of the stuff on the, on the tank in particular looks a bit fuzzy um, when you get right up to it uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, those, those are all little things in the grand scheme of it. It still plays like Valkyria and it's, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, it, this seems good. This seems really good, but it's identical. <laughs> 
so there's that. I don't really know what much more to say. Zach covered most of it last time, so yeah, not not, not too much to, ground to retread. Um, uh, also, I've been doing. Uh, let's talk about the one new thing that I have been playing. Uh, new is a sort of you know another quota like relative term because it was on Game Pass. <laughs> um, Kippers recommended to me that I play Ruiner. Which is a sort of uh, a top-down isometric dual stick shooter melee-ish game with cyberpunk aesthetics, and uh, yeah, released sort of like this time last year, I think, on through uh, via Microsoft, I think. So yeah, yeah, on, on Game Pass, available on PC and on Xbox. Um, I'm trying trying to think of a decent way of describing it. I've been struggling with it a little bit. So like it's it's top down and, and but its combat is lightning fast. It's like so you can dual stick shoot with guns and things, and you're like shooting guys in the face, and then they give, and then they drop their gun, and then you can pick up their gun, and it'll be slightly better than your standard gun, and you rinse and repeat and go like that. But you also have like at all times you have this lightning fast like dash button where you can just zip to the side um, almost instantly, and then do stuff there. Uh, and, and there's, a, there's a bit of a focus on melee combat as well, where you're pressing right bumper and it sort of beats people around the face. And there's a sort of element of like you want to time your approach so you can get there and hit them. So when you swing and not when they swing. Um, and I'm, I've been finding it pretty tricky. Um, but it just gets like so. Those are the, sort of the basics. But then it sort of starts getting more crazy and like the oh enemies will have guns and they'll shoot you more readily. They'll be they'll track you better, so your dash doesn't really throw them as much. Or um, it, the, the enemies will start dashing around as well because I guess they've just got the same augmentations you do or whatever in this mm. cyber in this cyberpunk universe. So the the combat suddenly gets very fast and very hectic, uh, and that's where it gets both good and bad simultaneously. Because it's got a little bit of that, like Hotline Miami comes to mind, like, and it's got a little yeah. bit of that. So, like, things can go bad real fast. Um, it's like you've got health in this, but it seems like the 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 balance between like I'm fine, I'm fine to I'm dead is very small sometimes. Like, I, like, like there are times when you just don't realize it's gone bad actually, and suddenly you're dead, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not quite sure how that happened. <laughs> so that's where the bad part comes in, and like sometimes you're just not quite sure why. Or what you got hit by, actually, it's like, or you uh, that you'd been hit enough for you to have got to a death state, and it's like, so there's a, and I think that's just because of the speed, just because sometimes the style is a little too stylish, I suppose. It's like it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's realistically drawn, but with some comic book edges to things. Like characters have a little bit of an outline around them where, while you're actually playing. But the sort of lighting and the gore and all that is actually fairly realistically done. Um, quite nicely done, in fairness. Like, it's all Unreal powered. And it's quite, like, like some of the sort of, like, cutscene shots are quite, are quite nicely shot with a bit of fog here and there. And the, the cyberpunk styling is pretty similar to the Project Red's cyberpunk styling in, in many mm. ways. Um like your guy, for instance, doesn't have a face. He's just got a video mask that will occasionally say things like "kill you, kill you, kill you." I can't even say it. "Kill you" um, all over his face <laughs> as you get into combat, and uh, there'll be like little cutaway cutscenes where he's got like a, like a blue screen of death for some reason on his face. Um, uh, you know, and mind hacking is a thing, and like you come across some guys that don't even have bodies anymore; they're just a head, um, uh, and all of that's 
pretty well done. And the music, got to be said, I think is very well done, very on point. It's like it's pretty atmos- atmospheric, but also funky in just enough of a way. Like the like it'll be like sort of like hard hitting sort of industrial beats one second, and then go into a weird sort of nine oh nine clap breakdown. <laughs> it's just it's just like yeah okay this is kind of that sort of old school but kind of new retro industrial cyberpunky thing this is yeah. the, the sort of hit, hitting the right notes there as well um so it's like in somewhat in, in it's one of those games where i think all the ingredients are there but i'm just not sure it comes together quite right like i kind of want there to be a bit more to it i kind of want there to like be more nuance in the combat rather than just speed like if i'm dashing around someone i don't want them to be able to just sort of snap their aim as quickly as they do to where I am. I want that to be a way of confusing them or uh, like there, there are just certain tricks and certain things where I just don't, either I'm not getting them or the game doesn't make a very good job of explaining to me how that particular system should work, how I should be fighting. Right. I see. Um, um, uh, and so that's where I have a problem. Kippers has apparently had a much easier time of it. Oh really? Um, than, than I apparently am. It was like, yeah, I only died like a couple of times across the entire game. And I'm like, I've died 12 times in this one boss fight. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it is pretty good. And it, it, like it checkpoints quite um, generously, like, like it will split a level up into what it calls stages, which are basically like little little fight sections. Basically, you go there, have a fight. When the stage ends, you get a little rating super quick as well. It's just like stage done. And then, then the person who's in your head will pop up on screen and go, "Well done," or something, and like you'll get a little, little ranking and be like, "Yeah, that was S plus. Well done," um, and and things like that. Uh, so you know, it's, as I say, all the ingredients are there, all the styling is there. Just, I'm just not sure about the actual combat. Like, like that it's just that well tuned. I suppose is the word I'm looking for. It's just not okay. Yeah, it perhaps could have done with a bit more time to sort of uh, get some of the detail down, or maybe make it a bit more obvious as like why where you're going wrong and things like that. Um, I would have liked it to be more voice acted. Most of it is done in text. Um, like no one actually says their lines. For instance, you'll get like the odd voice clip, like when your your lady friend is like saying something in your head. It would be like get them or kill the boss. Or you know, very simple blurts, or uh, but there's no actual sort of like dialogue in it, and I think sometimes that's a little bit jarring, as there'll be a sequence where someone's clearly on screen, sort of gesturing a thing, and it'll just be text, and it's like um, uh, maybe that plays into the sort of semi-comic book aesthetic they've gone for in places, but I think at times it actually just feels like that seems like a weird omission, um, budgetary, I guess, hmm. um. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the story is going to be you're, you were evil all along or like everything you're doing is a lie kind of thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's one of those because the game starts with your head getting um, hacked, basically. And everything that you're doing, you've basically been told is true. So I assume none of it is is where it's going. <laughs> uh, and that you are just like a machine or something or not really a person anymore. You're just right, controlled. Yeah. I, I assume that's where the whole thing is going. Um, however, I probably won't finish it for a while because my Game Pass ran out, finally. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I might revisit it 
when, once I get some more. But at the moment, like with Rocket Pass on, yeah, I don't know. Don't know if I'll return to it, honestly. Don't know if I care about it too much. I think I'm two-thirds of the way through it, so... But it's just not You've that seen long. most of it, then. Uh. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't feel too bad about not returning to it, but if I got Game Pass again, I would, I would, I would, I would finish it. Uh, seems alright, is what I mean. Seems alright. Just... I think there would there's potentially more to it that, that could have, that could have been done. I think that's generally what my gener- gener- general statement about all games is these days. To be honest, <laughs> like all of the things I've played on Game Pass have been like they're all right. Yeah, that's kind of the nature of it, right? Well, yeah, the kind of the nature of Rob's relationship with free stuff. Yeah, kind of, where yeah. he just play it even though it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just have a thing where it's like if I've started something, I kind of want to finish it. That's but I, I, yeah, but I don't. I don't really bounce off games these days. Like if I've started, surprisingly, in some cases. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes I don't think I should do what I do, but I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand why I am. Why? Uh, why am I? <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, let's think. Rocket League, Ruiner. Well, I went back and played some Overwatch. Um, oh, yeah. A fair amount of it, actually, because there was... Uh, a, what, the Summer Games thing happened over August, so, like, the, you know... Uh, no, I've been playing it all through August, but, like, so, I hadn't really mentioned it up to now. But uh, what I hadn't realised, because I hadn't really checked in on it in a while, is, like, a number of the characters have had relatively significant changes to how they play. Um, like, Symmetra is almost completely different now. Um, uh, who was, the, like, their sort of... I can materialize mini turrets out of thin air person and have like moving, I can put moving shields up that will just like float in front of us and things like that. Like that floating shield ability is gone. Um, and, 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 uh, to be, and her ultimates are like, she's got a brand new ultimate that's completely different. And the, which meaning her shield generator is, I think, no longer in the game at all. I think that's been just totally removed. I remember, I remember that character differently from the original. Yeah, the original, her R ultimate was a teleporter. Yeah. That you could put down anywhere and it would create a teleport between the spawn and where you were standing at that point in time. Yeah. So that's gone as well. And that's been replaced with a, like, you have a teleporter at all times now. It's just a standard ability, but it has to be a line of sight teleport. So you can put the entrance down where you're standing hmm. and the teleporter exit will be where you're looking, but it's fairly limited range. Um, so you can only really use it for like vertical advantages, I, I guess. Uh, and of course, because it's line of sight, it, like it's relatively easily seen and easily destroyed. So it's not all that useful anymore. Um, or at least I really struggled with it. Um, and also her turrets, you can now throw. So you throw a turret onto on, and it will just keep going until it hits a platform, until hit, it hits a surface. Oh, right. Not gravity throw. Just like no. a straight throw. Yeah, just a str- they'll hover through the air until they hit a surface and then they'll plant themselves. Uh, and you can only do three of them now rather than six. <laughs> Disappointing. Everyone, yeah, so, everyone, so, everyone so the, the, car, the car wash is basically not a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's totally different, which is really interesting. Um, they've changed up Sombra a little bit who is the sort of stealthy hacker character um, in ways that I think are, she's actually just been boosted, really. Like, she's got all her abilities, but they behave slightly differently. Like, there's no limit on the cloak anymore. So if you cloak, you can run forever. Um, as long as you don't do anything else, presumably. Yeah, so long as you don't take an action. I think you can put down your teleporter whilst cloaked. That's the one thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can stay cloaked for as long as you want. Um, but obviously it takes time to go in and out of cloak, so you've got to worry about that. Um, 
uh, and also and you can't like attack or hack whilst cloaked um and you uh, and your teleporter no longer has a time limit on it whereas before if you put it down it would eventually expire so but now that's infinite so you can put it down like in your spawn room for instance so i find she's now really cool on defense which is something she was useless at before like cuz i can put a, put my teleporter down in the spawn room immediately cloak go and run somewhere to the like awkwardly like to the side of enemy attacks or something like that get a few hacks off do a bit of damage and then if i get in trouble just immediately teleport to the spawn point get all my health back rinse and repeat and i find that pretty fun <laughs> it's kind of cool um so sombra is now a character i might use occasionally <laughs> so that's nice um and i played a little bit as wrecking ball the hamster which has been, <laughs> been headed um and I think this is where like um, uh, Overwatch might be having a bit of a problem with some of its new character styles because they've added two tanks like since the game launched. We've got like Orisa and Wrecking Ball, and on the surface they're kind of the same. Well, the second one they added was already kind of the same as Reinhardt. Yeah, Orisa, uh, uh, you mean or... originally? I mean, she had a very similar kind of. Shield. I mean, she has a static shield she puts down on yeah. the floor, and she has a machine gun style um, firing, and she also has a hardened ability. Um, Wrecking Ball's thing is that it, he also has a hardening ability, so he occasionally takes a lot less damage for a brief period of time. Generic kind of thing. Um, he also has a machine gun that behaves basically the same as Arissa's. Um, his main difference, though, is, is that his mobility. He can turn into a ball, basically, and travel very, very quickly, and he has a grappling hook that can be fired very frequently. So the idea is as you fire your hook, you turn into a ball, you can then swing around at a ridiculous speed <laughs> and then just hit people with yourself. Um, which I find super awkward to play as, but it's pretty funny to play against because <laughs> you just see these balls flying everywhere. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's really changing the game all that much, but it's just kind of funny to see every now and then. Just this, just these crazy fiery balls flying around. Uh, and Overwatch is still good. I just thought I'd say that. Like, I know, I know it's never really appealed to you, Zach, for some reason. It's still good. And, you know, it's got a lot more content now than it once did. Yeah. There's been uh, two new maps released in the last few months. So, you know, may- maybe the map content is speeding up a bit. It's a good game. Uh, and of course I've been playing Final Fantasy I'm now what like nearly 40 hours into it and I'm still on chapter 6 <laughs> which I think is nearly halfway <laughs> it's huge but I think it might be wearing a bit thin so it's like I was like quite over leveled for some of the story stuff when I eventually got around to doing it because I was doing all the side stuff and then when I eventually did the story stuff, it's like, oh, this is a bit of a walkover. But it actually caught up to my level pretty quickly. So now I'm doing side stuff again um, while I've got a bit of a moment to do so. And it's like, I wonder if that sequence is just going to continue as well. It's like, I think like I'm quite a lot higher level than some of the hunting level recommendations that I'm doing. Like I'm like level 49 or something. And the recommendations I was doing were like 37, 38. And I was finding those those hunts really difficult. Like, I just couldn't figure... I was just getting knocked down all the time or there'd be too many enemies and it's like, I can't... I don't know how to deal with this many things at once. It's just a bit of a cluster. It's just a just a mess of stuff happening. I don't know how I, how I 
properly deal with this um, other than, you know, over-level. So that's what I'm now doing. I'm over-leveling again. And I reckon by the time I get around to doing a story bit, I'll be far too powerful. Um, and the story's doing that thing where it's not really explaining anything. It's just I've met a couple of other characters. They've turned up and disappeared. And it's like, oh, what's going on? Who are these people? Why? Have... I don't understand. I still don't understand this world. <laughs> um that game is, is is at its best when it's using its quirks like as i mentioned last time like you know the photography thing like i, was, I, I explained before where it's like you know at the end of every day you get to see some photos that prompto's been taken of your adventures mm. and it's like there's a character that is sort of a messenger to the gods i guess is the way to describe her called gentiana and she's watching what you're up to and and gives you guidance at some point but every now and then she just sort of turns up in photos and it's like, she's like, she's just there. You're like, you don't see her in the gameplay. Like, but you'll, you'll see a photo at the end of the day. And it's like, Hey, Gen- Gentiana wasn't there. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like you've actually put your lore into your quirk. And it's like, that's, that's neat. Do more of that. Um, I, I guess it's falling into the category of like, as I think I may have touched on this before as well, like how the Assassin's Creed games are where it's, to me, where it's just like, it's an enjoyable nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing the things and I'm not having a necessarily a bad time. But it's not like fully engaging you, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think that's, I think that's accurate. I think when I'm doing the story stuff, the game is, the game is better because it's a bit more... Although uh, there was a stealth section, and it was kind of bad <laughs> because stealth sections. Um, you shouldn't just throw a stealth section in a game that's not a stealth game. Just don't do it. It's like it's always, almost always bad. Um, yeah, so they did that, and I got I was getting quite frustrated with that section. <laughs> it was quite quite annoying. Um, but for the most part, the story stuff has been kind of interesting. Like a reason to go places, a reason to go. Like I've seen summons now. Or a summon. And that seems kind of weird as well. Actually, like if you're in a fight for a long time, basically Ramu, you know, the, the lightning god guy, could occasionally just be like, yeah, you've been fighting for a while. I'm going to help you now. And then like the screen will go like, like the, the, the world will get a bit redder and the music will get more dramatic. And then at that point, you can just press left trigger and just win the fight. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> he'll, he'll turn up and go boom and everything will die. And it's like, all right, okay. So, like, I guess that's one way to, like, win harder fights is to just survive for a few minutes and then Ramu will come and help. It's a bit weird. It's not like it's a strategic option. It's just like a, hey, you can win now if you want. <laughs> and, uh, you, I, like, I chose not to use it at one point and then after a while it just sort of goes away. <laughs> it's like, all right, you want to you fight this out? You can. I don't think there's any benefit in, in actually winning a fight that way, though. It's just you might as well, yeah it's just yeah you might as well just push the big explosion button, <laughs> and I think that that sort of sums up like the simplification of this game pretty well. It's like like you know every, everything is simplified in some way from Final Fantasy's norms, and it's like yeah just having a win button <laughs> seems to cement that. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's me. Cool. Oh, I'm nearly at the end of Octo. I'm still touching at that every now and then. Octopath. Oh, I haven't got many. <laughs> not that. No, not that Octo. 
Um, Octo oh. expansion for Splatoon. Oh, Octo expansion. Oh, that. And yeah, I'm still poking at it every now and then. That's kind of my short time game at the moment. I've got or my PC's busy. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play a couple of couple of levels of that. There's been some bad one, super frustrating ones on that as well. I guess I'm getting to the hard stuff, and I guess I, I, I I'm beginning to realise actually, like with me in games, that I'm not sure I really enjoy that many hard things anymore. Like I think it's because like, I think they come across as bad most of the time to me. Like right. there's the, there are some challenges that are difficult, but not necessarily difficult in a satisfying way. Like when I complete them, I feel like I've just fudged it in some way. Uh, so you're not going to be reaching for the Dark Souls anytime soon, then? I don't know. It's just like they just yeah, maybe may, probably not. Maybe maybe I'll just feel like I've cheesed that entire game. But maybe that's what that game's about. That kind of what is the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what that game is. It's like so I don't like and some of the harder Splatoon levels like that have just been. Some of them have just just felt like a little bit like luck. It's like there, there are a couple where it's like, okay, okay, you've got to time this shot so it then chains things together so it destroys everything in a certain way, um, and you've only got one shot to do it. Um, so get it right, and then you think you've hit the shot and everything pans out, but there would just be like one thing that didn't destroy for some reason. You know, like I, okay, I don't quite know why you so you do it again. It's like, and you'll get a different one block won't have destroyed. So then you'll do it again, and then it will succeed, and you're like, I really don't know what I did differently. This was the same. This is the same plan I did each time. It's just <laughs> maybe was looking for a frames worth of difference. Mm. I don't know. And it's like so. There are there are a couple of times like that where it's been annoying. Or there, there was one level that was basically on a giant rotating platform, but then towards the end of it, it just gets surrounded by snipers and there's like no cover. And it's like this is the most annoying thing ever because it's like you just have to get hit once and then you're surrounded in like slime of the of a cover so you can't really get out of trouble so you're you're going to die at that mm. point and then and then the worst part about that level was that the checkpoint then put you in with all the snipers still in place but of course none of your ink was around the thing so you had nowhere to go like it made the restart of that really hard than it would have been perhaps to just restart the whole level and do it again mm. and it's like yeah so that there are there are a few levels that I think are a bit ropey um and they are the one. They are, they, they are extremely difficult and like, uh, but not necessarily. I don't think in a fun way. But then I don't think there are very many super hard things that I really find enjoyable anymore. <laughs> I'm a lazy gamer. Yeah, it's good to be a lazy gamer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been playing God of War. Yeah. yeah. And still had some struggles with the combat. Um, but I think hmm. I'm finally getting a bit better. I um, got stuck, like, playing. So, basic, so like, I got okay at dealing with large e- single enemies or whatever with a couple of mobs around, right? So, like, hmm. a big troll. There's a couple of big troll fights near the start of the game. So, it's like, okay, I think I can just about figure out how to do this. I assume these would be the ones that we sort of saw... Yeah. In the, the, in the early footage. Yeah, yeah, the exact ones from the early footage, yeah. And they're cool and everything. Uh, there's a fire one or whatever, and that's quite a fun fight. Uh, mm. But then now I've got... And then I got... I hit a wall briefly where I got to a point where it was like crowd control, right? I couldn't actually deal with lots of enemies that were reasonably mm. good and could block my attacks and stuff. So I got quite, quite frustrated for a little bit. Um, and then I switched the controls back to 
default controls and that totally threw me because uh but i think i've managed to make the switch permanent now and just go back to the default controls that was basically because i had that rsi thing and i still do you were finding a different way of playing yeah but it doesn't really work so the i switched Mm -hmm. it to the classic controls which because the by default the um uh, heavy attack and light attack are on, um, which are probably the main buttons really are on like, um, um, they're on R1 and R2. So it's like bumper okay. and trigger are your main buttons. And I was finding it a little hard to do that. So I switched them to like face buttons, which made more sense to me. But actually the problem is you kind of need your thumbs on the, on the sticks. So that's why right. they're on the, bumpers so it's yeah. there's quite a lot you basically have to use all four you know of the l1 l2 r1 and r2 a lot so right yeah. that, that, that's the trick is to get good with that and uh that, that testing was, of dexterity a bit basically yeah i was having a bit of trouble but i'm starting to get there i i, I realized that, that the range attacks are pretty good um and it's worth just spamming the range attacks quite a bit before they actually come up to you you can mm. actually get quite a lot of damage in if you're careful. And then yeah, as they come so. up and you can then dodge away and then get a few bashes in and then, and then, um, find some more space. Cause I, I just kept getting pushed into corners and get and stuck. And they were using like a, a area of effect bombs or whatever, which was annoying me. And they, they were blocking the, um, the light throw. So I had to use the the heavy throw mostly, which is right. slower. But yeah, there's just so, so many freaking controls. Like I was saying last time, but I'm still still not I'm still not parrying when I need to. I tend to rely mm. on the dodge more. But I managed to get like you can just like play according to your style. So I managed to find a, like a couple of different talismans. One is like better for parrying, and one is better for dodging. So I I just went sod it, and I've equipped the dodging one. And what that does is give you um, like bullet time when when you dodge uh, for surrounding enemies, which is you know if you do it at the right time, and that's quite good. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I'm so you, getting you've there. got witch, you've got witch time now. Yeah, it's witch time. It's literally witch time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but yeah, still struggling to use all the different combat things at the same time but maybe i'll gradually get there anyway and in terms of like the you know the story's carrying on with the you know the father-son tale and that's going uh, that's good um and then boy and then um like in terms of the visuals and aesthetics it's like oh yeah it's not all midgard looks nice and everything but i was getting a bit you know i wasn't totally blown away by it but then of course maybe saying but then, of course, it turns out you travel between realms, right? And some, so I've been to another realm, and that looks totally different and and really good. So hmm. I think, and they'll, and you know, because it's Norse mythology, there's like nine realms, right? So there's going to be plenty of variety in the cool in the visuals no, and it, stuff. Because so, what you're starting presumably in the icy bit, and that's the bit you weren't so basically, yeah. With. Okay. I mean, it looked it looked cool and everything. I was just like, if the if if it's all like Midgard, then it's gonna yeah. it's not gonna be as fun and interesting as like Uncharted was. But turns out there's plenty of variety. Um, even though I didn't like the enemies in the other realm, the Dark Elves, they're the ones that that were crowding me. Um, I did like the aesthetic of it. It looked really cool. So, yeah, that's all looking good. And now it's starting to open up. I don't know why people say it's like open world, but it's not. It's like Met- it's Metroidvania, I think, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's pathways. 
Yeah. Pathways and doors and splits. And- yeah. It's Metroidvania with a hub, well, which is a, the lake, right? Where you boat, mm. where you go around on your boat or whatever. But it's, it's most. I guess it would be the equivalent of Metro Prime's, like, go into the gunship. Yeah. Yeah. And go somewhere much. else. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So. And it has, a, like, a room for moving between the realms but you you don't unlock them all at once you go it's it's gradual so it pretty much is quite metroidy i would say uh but that's good i like that mm. it's cool um, yeah i think it's, it's a bit more focused i mean i guess yeah. it means you don't feel like you're missing too much because there's just so much expanse you that something could be in yeah exactly it's not like that so it's definitely pathways but that's cool because i get that feeling sometimes in final fantasy where they're like the world is pretty big Mm. Um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned last time, but it, it got nicer once I'd like opened up the first part, and it's like got into the green area rather than the dusty area. Mm. And it's like, and it's just like, oh yeah, this looks. There are bits of this. That look, yeah, I did mention that last time. It's a bit really yeah. cool, but it's like it's so big that I kind of but wonder. It's like okay, unless I'm wandering specifically wandering through the outward, am I am I missing a ton of stuff? I don't think I am. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't think it's just yeah. like kind of a big world for a big world sake, mostly. Mm. It's a bit of a shame, but yeah, I kind of appreciate the sort of path nature. It's, it's, it's probably a bad sign when a bit of me is going. Actually, maybe Final Fantasy Thirteen was onto something. Mm-hmm. It's like pathway layout, like, but they just went too linear rather than. Maybe I was onto something. They were onto mm. something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, st- still enjoying it, but because I was finding it hard. Like I think it's it's definitely fair, but it's it's it seems like. From what I can tell, it's quite a sort of a challenging game all the way through, probably going to be. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'll get to a point where I get really stuck, but um, I'm just not that great at this kind of game, I don't think. But, right, right. I'm, but I'm getting good enough that I can do it and get through the story, mm. which is the main thing. But it is tempting to, to just go and get Spider-Man because it'll be a bit more fun. <laughs> you know man. what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man looks so good, man. It, look, it looks fun. It might not it's be like, the best thing ever, but but I like that character anyway. I always liked the Spider-Man comics, like way before the films came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, it looks, it looks, it looks fun. So it's tempted to do that. And, and then it's whether I can, you know, the rate I play games, it's whether I can play through both of those before it gets to, gets to Red Dead time. Probably not. It's like, I, yeah, I would yeah. doubt that with, with your speed of play. I yeah. That's, that might be risky. I think, yeah. you know, even with God of War on your plate, I have the feeling you might not get through that before Red Dead. Yeah, like, well, we'll see. Like, I've got a suspicion. And I guess God of War might actually be one of those games where maybe, like, taking the break is going to be bad, as you say. Cause yeah. If, it is, if I if lose it my got, skills, yeah, it's going to be Yeah, you make, you make it sound like it's skill-heavy. Um, it is. Well, which it's, isn't a bad thing, but it's like it just means, like, if you drop it, it's yeah. probably going to be quite difficult to come back to. Yeah, it almost certainly will be. I think I have to just keep playing through that one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's super good. It is rewarding, of course. But it's like what I want. Actually, what I was going to say is what I would like is it doesn't seem to have is like a Batman style combat arena mode or whatever where I can practice the combat. Right. Yeah. Um, like a tra- training. Yeah, that would be really cool. But instead, I have to continue the story and then just keep screwing up. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So there's yeah. not actually that many opportunities to just go off the beaten track then and wander into something where you, you can you well, know, just no, find it, extra fights in order to sort of train in a way. Or... Well, it's opened up now, but even when you go to like individual little quests or stuff, or, or these, there's these realm tear things as well, which you can open up and get like high level enemies come out. But once you've defeated them, you defeated them or whatever. So right. 
that yeah. won't happen again. No, so there's not. It's not like because those those Batman Just, challenge rooms were like a cool like mode, right? Where you could yeah, like, yeah, it's a yeah. separate thing. Yeah, that would have been quite good. But anyway, does the world repopulate then? Like, so as you're tra- tra- kind traversing of. it, you yeah. have to go through like little the bits where there are guys that they will be back at some point. Or... I think they will, but I haven't really noticed that too much yet. I haven't gone back mm. to a lot of places, um, but I think the low level mobs will definitely be back. But but I think if you defeat the you know trolls and things, they'll, they'll that's sure it. yeah yeah. I think anyway. I'll 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 report back on. Hmm. Yeah, tricky one. Mm. I think yeah. I sort of had a similar feeling maybe about Devil May Cry actually in some ways. Like and it, I know actually in the special edition there is a place for like where you can do that, but I think it only unlocks actually after the game. Mm. The sort of palace of misery or whatever it was called. Yeah. Where it's it's like a sort of like a it's like one long combat trial. I guess yeah. it's like, like well, kind of like you, the you, uh, you can get through this the trial of well. the sword type thing. For Zelda. yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, you could use that to learn the Zelda combat better. If you get through it, you'd definitely be a lot better, wouldn't you, Zeg? <laughs> well, or a lot more cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's enough, isn't it? Be cheesing. Modern game design. Be cheesing. Cheese it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't really cheese much in God of War, so it, that's it's good in that sense. I think I don't think there's been much where I felt like oh, I just sort of fluked that. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's good to good. We've got some PS4 coverage for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do want to play Spider Man. God damn it! <laughs> oh well, we'll see. I'll, def- I'll definitely play it eventually. Just maybe not mm. not on release. Might be a, that, has... that might be a Christmas one. It has accelerated my uh, want for a PlayStation, though, Spidey. As as with a lot of the games are, like you know, my my PS4 want list is now quite large, quite long. You you would um, you're gonna love God of War, I reckon. Yeah, you'd be way into it. <laughs> you're gonna love it. You you're gonna love it. You're gonna love my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Should have called it Warrior Cop. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I think that might be a podcast. That might well be. Got any uh, videos coming up after the Gungeon Madness? Uh, Eldritch is next. Something different. Yeah. Oh. At least one week. We actually went back to Sting A to Z. And we did some more Gungeon, so yeah. there'll be some of that later. But <laughs> As a buffer. Um, what, what, but we've actually got new, newer content. We played, yeah. We, we play Eldritch. Check out a video of Eldritch on YouTube the happy salad channel it'll be up next week it's not up yet it'll be up next week and uh then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast i mean that will happen do you want to know what's happening in the next two weeks nintendo direct hopefully yeah there's that <laughs> one that got cancelled this week yeah but also there'll be eggs there will be eggs there will be eggs egx is happening between now and the next podcast ah and are you attending I will be there for two days. Nice. Two more days. Is this Birmingham again? This is Birmingham. The NEC? Yes. Yeah. Birmingham. Okay. Birmingham. We'll have reporting from live from Birmingham. <laughs> not live. <laughs> Definitely not live. <laughs> from Birmingham. I, don't, I don't, really don't know what will be there this year. It's a bit of a sort of mystery one, really. So, like, I don't know if anyone's really heavy hitting. I don't... Like, I'm... I mean, I guess the big hope is that Ninty will have Smash because they've been sort of I mean, putting that everywhere. So. I mean, 
yeah, they could. I mean, that's kind of been about, right? Smash has already been already been about at the shows, so I would be surprised yeah. if it doesn't turn up. Um, okay. But like from the other guys, like at that point in time, I'd, like what will there really be there? Microsoft's probably only got like Forza to show, right? Or maybe some indies. Yeah, uh, not oh, bad. Tunic, man. If, oh, I'd like to see Tunic in action, actually. Put on your tunic. It's time. And I'm sure there'll be some other VR stuff that I don't really try anywhere else. Like, (laughs) like last year's favorite shooty fruity. Yeah. Well, we'll report back on that in our next podcast. Woo! Catch you then, listeners. Bye bye from Mexico. Bye. (laughs)